This is Jocko Podcast number 260 with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. So I was in my bedroom, sitting on my bed, and I was wrenching in pain. Or I guess the proper word is anguish. It had been two days since Seth died. And the, the five stages of grief were not kind to me. The first stage of grief denial was over in about 15 seconds. I've had so many friends die that I know without question what it means. I know how quickly it comes. And I know that my friends in our line of work, including Seth, we dance with death all the time. And just a day prior, one of my friends and mentors in the SEAL teams, Master Chief Mike Fackety, had died. And all this was taking place right on the 11th anniversary of Mikey Monsoor being killed in action in Ramadi on September 29th, 2006. So denial didn't last long. And neither did the the so-called bargaining stage. Because I know there's no there's no bargaining with death. I know what it is. I know it is irreversible, irrevocable, and I know it's one hundred percent final. Which brought me to the next two stages. Which hit me at the same time hard working together in unison to torment me anger and depression so that's what I'm feeling sitting there in agony and the walls are closing in and the darkness is taking over my brain and I can actually see it happening I always talk about being detached, so I'm, I'm detached and I can see it happening and it doesn't feel like there's anything I can do about it. I see, I see hope and I see the, the fun and the joy and the laughter and I see life circling the drain. And I know it's bad and I know I know where that leads. I know that that's the beginning of the downward spiral. And I can feel my mind getting sucked into that vortex. And I don't know what to do.
and and from my bed you can see through the door to my office and I and I look into my office and I see a book and it's a book that I actually wrote the book that hadn't even been released yet it was about to be released but I had received my box of copies from the publisher and there was a stack of those books sitting on my desk. And I, I remembered. It was like my own book was talking to me because I remembered that I had written about death in that book. And, and when I had written about death, I had written it for other people because I'd experienced a lot of loss, lost a lot of friends. So I was writing about death so other people could learn from me because I felt like I was good and I knew how to handle death. Except at that moment in time, I wasn't handling it too well at all. So I picked up the book. I picked up the book that I had written. I picked up the book and opened it to a section to read the words that I had written myself. And I read it. The section's called Death. And it says, how does good apply to the worst of losses, the death of a loved one? It's easy to think that there's nothing good in death. But then I remember the people I have lost throughout my life. The memories of them the experiences, the fun, their unique personalities, and everything they gave me. Not only in their life, but in their death. What their life taught me and what their death taught me. The mark they had left on me. And I realized there is good. Even in death, there is good. First of all, I was lucky enough to have had that person in my life, even if it was only for a short time, too short a time. At least I got that. Those those moments, those precious moments, those unforgettable memories, at least I got those and got to experience those times to know the beauty of their personality, their attitude, their outlook on the world. They were all unique, and I am thankful for the opportunity I had to interact with them. Now comes death. Death is horrible, and death is wretched, and death is cruel. And death isn't fair. And I don't know why the best people seem to be taken from us first. Death is also inescapable. 
There is no way out. No one gets out alive. Death is part of life. Like the contrast between the darkness and the light. Without death, there is no life. And the people that I have lost, they taught me that. They taught me how precious life is, how blessed we are to have every day, to learn, to grow, to laugh, to live. To live. To live every day with purpose and passion. To wake up in the morning and be thankful. Thankful for that morning. Thankful for that opportunity to go into the world and live. Live for them, for those that don't have the opportunity, for those who were stolen away by death's cruel hand. For them, I will live. I will revere their memory and I will live. So, let us cry no more. Let us mourn no more. Let us remember. But let us not dwell. Instead, let us laugh and love and let us embrace and venerate everything that life is and every opportunity it gives us. Let us live for those who live no more. Let us live to honor them. And that's what I tried to do. And that's what I'm still trying to do. But I needed that bit of guidance from myself. And there's even more backstory here. Because the book... The book was supposed to come out October 17th, 2017. That's when the book was being released. And and for that release of the book, I had nine days of media scheduled in New York City with all the cable news networks and the syndicated radio interviews and the articles and the podcast interviews and all the stuff was set up and scheduled so people would hear about the book. And of course, all this stuff is what the publisher and the publicist sets up because they're trying to sell the book and it's the big chance to get on the New York Times bestseller list and the Wall Street Journal bestseller list and the USA Today list and the Amazon list and all that. And of course, I, I know that because of the situation, none of this is going to happen. 
I know that I have to take care of my friend, I have to see him off, and I need to take care of his mom, and his dad, and his brother, and his sister. So the entire nine days of media got completely canceled. I did zero. Didn't even do my own podcast about this book. In fact, that's the only week where this podcast did not come out. And I went to three memorial services for Seth and to his burial at Fort Rosecrans National Cemetery. There was a there was a memorial service in San Diego for the teams. There was one in Houston, his hometown, for his Texas friends and family, and there was one in Hawaii, which was the location of the unit that he was attached to when he died. And I had the honor of escorting his mom throughout all these events as he, Seth, had requested in a letter he had sent in case he died. And we saw him off as best we could, including going surfing and including setting something on fire at dusk, which he had also requested in that letter. And we burned what was left of an old surfboard that Seth had given to my son, which my my son had broken. And we also burned an old guitar of mine that could not be tuned. At least no one could tune it except for Seth. Somehow he could tune it, but no one else could, so it was of no use anymore. So we set them aflame in a giant bonfire on the beach near our favorite surf spot. And we pushed the burning surfboard out to sea, Viking style. And we said goodbye. But we will remember. Now, what made me think about all this is that the other day I got asked a question. Someone asked me, what's your favorite mantra? And of course, when I, when I think of mantras, I think of the generic and I guess cheesy is the word for lack of a better word. Mantras that you hear, the, 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 if you can believe it, you can achieve it or or, you know, failure is part of the road to success or whatever, whatever those things are. The standard kind of mantras, nothing against them, but they're not really, they're not really my thing. So this person asked me, what's my favorite mantra? And I say, you know, I'm not, I'm not really into the whole mantra thing. I don't really say anything to myself. I just, I just do what I do. And this was on a call and, and Jamie, who is the operations director at Echelon Front, and she's also an instructor, and she was on the call as well. And she kind of chimed in to tighten me up with my answer. 
she said, um, she said, Jocko, <laughs> she said, everything you say is a mantra. You speak in mantras. Maybe not to yourself, but to the rest of us, you speak in mantras. And I thought about that for about a quarter of a second, and I realized that she was absolutely right. Discipline equals freedom. Yes, that's a mantra. And I absolutely live by that. Good, that's a mantra. Stay on the path, that's a mantra. And not only do I say these things, but I actually wrote a book filled with these mantras. And the title of the book is actually the mantra itself. Discipline equals freedom. And not only that, but I realized that even though I'm saying, oh, you don't need a mantra, I need them. At least sometimes. Sometimes, like I had when Seth died, I needed to hear or I needed to read my own words to get me through, to figure out where to go, to figure out what to do. Well, the the rest of the cool part of the backstory is that when the book came out, it it came out with no media at all. It still made all those lists because you all supported it, but I never covered it on the podcast. And I never explained what it actually is, what the book is, where it came from. And I just released a new version of it, so I figured I'd better tell you. And, and what the book is, is it's like an operating system. Well, I guess it's like my operating system. <laughs> And I originally wrote it. I originally wrote it because people were asking me the same questions all the time about the same subjects, about jujitsu and about diet and about workouts and how to overcome obstacles or how to handle defeat or failure or, or, or whatever. All the same questions. And so I said, you know what, I'm just gonna, my, my original plan was, and I said it on the podcast and I still get, I still get messages about this. What I said on the podcast is that, look, you all are asking me a bunch of these questions. I'm just gonna publish a quick ebook. I'll get it together in a few weeks and get it out there. And so I actually told my publisher, hey, I'm gonna publish a little ebook about this stuff. And my publisher said, no, no, please don't do that. Do not publish an ebook. He said, you just, you just were the number one New York Times bestselling author. You don't publish an ebook. Well, what I told him was, well, sorry, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do this as an ebook because I don't want you to tell me what has to be in there or how long it has to be or what it needs to look like or any of that stuff. I want to do whatever I want to do. And the only way I can do whatever I want to do is if I just do it myself. And I was looking into how we were going to get this thing printed. So I, I had a vision in my mind. I knew what I wanted the book to, to be. And my publisher, to his credit, and, and maybe to his own possible mistake, <laughs> said, I will publish whatever you want. And I said, really? And he said, whatever you want. So that's what this book is. It's, it's not a normal book. If you haven't seen it before, it's not a normal book. The way it's written, the, the, the format of it, the way it's laid out, the, I guess, what is it? The color of the pages. Mm-hmm. It's just a different, it's a whole different scenario of a book and 
well, I guess if we want to learn a little bit about the book, there is a visual impact to the book. Echo Charles, is there? Yes, there is. <laughs> it's visual impact. And it's really hard to print, mm. you know, because instead of being white pages with like simple black letters, there's all these images in the background of every single page. Most of the images are black, and then the writing is almost all in white. So it's, it's a different book, mm. has a different visual impact. It's cool, some people send me pictures of, they'll just have this book sitting somewhere. <laughs> you know, just kind of have it in its position. So, so let's go to the book, I'll, I'll, I'll read through some of the stuff. The, the, the opening section is called The Way of Discipline. People look for the shortcut, the hack, and if you came here looking for that, you won't find it. The shortcut is a lie. The hack doesn't get you there. And if you want to take the easy road, it won't take you where you want to be. Stronger, smarter, faster, healthier, better, free. To reach goals and overcome obstacles and be the best version of you possible will not happen by itself. It will not happen cutting corners, taking shortcuts, or looking for the easy way. There is no easy way. There is only hard work, late nights, early mornings, practice, rehearsal, repetition, study, sweat, blood, toil, frustration, and discipline. Discipline. There must be discipline. Discipline, the root of all good qualities, the driver of daily execution, the core principle that overcomes laziness and lethargy and excuses. Discipline defeats the infinite excuses that say, not today, not now, I need a rest, I will do it tomorrow. What's the hack? How do you become stronger, smarter, faster, healthier? How do you become better? How do you achieve true freedom? There is only one way, the way of discipline. So that's the opening of the book. You know, this is not there's not a this is not a verbose book. You don't get paid by the word. <laughs> like the old newspaper writers, they used to get paid by the word. I'm not getting paid by the word. I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. That's it. So so that that is from the first section of this book and the first section of this book is called thoughts. And then the second section is called actions. And the action sections includes three parts. One is fuel, one is, one is repair and maintenance, and one is the workouts. So let me give you some more of these thoughts. This one's called overcoming procrastination. When and where to start. People want to know how to stop laziness. They want to know how to stop procrastination. They have an idea in their head, maybe even a vision. But they don't know where to start. So they ask and they say, where do I start? When is the best time to start? And I have a simple answer, here and now. That's it. You want to improve? You want to get better? You want to get on a workout program or a clean diet or start a new business? You want to write a book or make a movie or build a house or a computer or an app? Where do you start? You start right here. When do you start? You start right now. 
You initiate action. You go. Here is the reality. The idea isn't going to execute itself. That book isn't going to write itself. Those weights out in the gym, they aren't going to move themselves. You have to do it. And you have to do it now. So stop thinking about it. Stop dreaming about it. Stop researching every aspect of it and reading all about it and debating the pros and cons of it. Start doing it. Take that first step and make it happen. Get after it here and now. You've been kind of getting after it lately, haven't you? Yes, sir. You made a goal, you were telling me. <laughs> you have goals. Excellent is this, goals. Of, is this Is this kind of a new? Uh, I think it's it was a progressive kind of thing. It started with kind of certain things, you mm-hmm. know. Remember I told you I, I got a. Not a journal, but a, what do you call it, like a planner? Yeah, you got the a day planner. planner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've tried the planner thing many times, mm-hmm. but not like the one that you actually write in with a pencil. Okay. You know, the kind like online, I got my oh, okay. digital on my phone, you know. Yeah, and it's a weird thing. There's a weird thing that happens it, when you go physical. I, I agree. Right? Yes, for me, that was the case for sure. Because some people, that's how, like if you go, they got their cool app organizer app whatever and and it works apparently you yep, know a lot of people yep. use it so you know you can't credit kind of can't refute that yeah but it didn't work for me mm. like it didn't stick at all <laughs> many many times you know <laughs> i even did it on my computer where yeah. i was like oh i'm gonna and i'm gonna leave it on the desktop so i can always see it and still like it worked for certain things but mm. not for like not for like making stuff. a bunch of videos for this <laughs> podcast well, <laughs> But it was stuff that I would always have to revisit mentally, right. you know, right. and I'd be like, oh, okay, it's open. Okay, there it is. There it is. There. But no, yeah, not for planning. So I got a planner and a pencil, a special pencil for the planner. Oh. Mechanical pencil. Yep. I'm a big mechanical pencil guy. You yeah, because you can write, that. you can write super small if yep. you need to. Like, man, yeah, it's good. And then you can erase or whatever. Anyway, so it started with that like months ago, almost yeah. a year, really. And, and that helped. So it's interesting. As I read this book you know, right now, and as I was reviewing it, I was thinking about you because you've been kind of like almost involuntarily put on the path. I guess, in some, <laughs> right? like, I mean, you've just been overexposed. I yeah. mean, just, there's no way for you to kind of not, I mean, you're sitting here for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah. So y- your life has transformed in many ways. Yes, yeah, big time. It's funny, cause, okay, here's a quick story, not deviate too much, but I'm gonna. So my daughter, she's the kind, like, she likes certain things, and then certain things she just straight up doesn't like. So mm-hmm. you make her start running laps hard. Mm-hmm. She don't like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So we so we took her. Um, we, you know, it was it was my nephew slash son. We took him to a running coach, mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. and this coach has a group of kids, all varying levels, mm-hmm. all, all the way up until like guys getting full ride scholarships to like Dang. Oregon for lacrosse, like the like high level athlete. Is guys. he a good runner? Who the coach? No. Who? Oh, Jace. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. That's the oh, thing. Okay. We don't know. So we, he, you know, and he had some friends in there and stuff like that. So they were like, hey, come see this coach and all this stuff. Former Marine, by the way, Approved. older guy. And, uh, Double and there's a bunch of kids there and they're all doing their thing. So I'm like, yeah, let's throw my daughter in there too. She's seven. Mm young kid you know and there were a couple of other young boys in there eight ish you know and i'm like she's not gonna like this if this is hard conditioning like track practice which it was by the way um it's it's she's not gonna like this stuff 
she's going to be whatever. And she did start crying at one point, but she did everything. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay. So the point is how I wound up on the path, even though I've got to admit, like I've always wanted to like improve, but let's face it. I, I go with the wave, man. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes beneficial, some, and a lot of times not for sure. But I watched her and she was nervous. She was not used to this kind of like intensity, you know, and this guy is he, the coach. He's really cool, man. He's he's, but he's not mellow. He's uh-huh. making jokes. He's putting you down. All jokes you can yep. totally tell, but you know she didn't know what to make of that. And so, but meanwhile, all the kids are listening. So mm. he's like, "Go run now!" You know this kind of stuff. And the kids are just going. So she has kind of no choice but to follow the wave. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was me and her by herself. At any given moment, she'll be like, wait, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. Yeah, but when everyone else is doing it, her whole, at that moment, environment is just react or or moving. You get caught up in that wave. It's kind of interesting because you you use the same metaphor for both, for for two opposite things. You said, well, you know, I want to get better, but, you know, sometimes I just kind of go with the wave, right? Exactly. And now all of a sudden you're saying that in this situation, depending on the direction of the wave, the wave's going in a good direction, you kind of get caught in that too. Get caught in that's that what I feel like you, you know, you hanging out with me for the last five years, by the way, of just the podcast, because we've been hanging out for a lot longer than that. And look, let's face it, you had a lot of elements of of discipline and hard work. I mean, you, you know, you played football, obviously you got to hard work to do that. You know, you were, you're awesome at jujitsu. You're a, you know, you you obviously work out hard. So you have like some aspects in your life that were real kind of strong. Some other aspects of your life, we had some areas, right? We could improve. We'll we say had that. some areas that maybe <laughs> yeah. needed a little bit a little bit more on the path. They wanted to kind of yes, ride a different wave. Yes, sir. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that the, that wave is powerful. Like, you know how they say, and there's a, there's a bunch of cool, quote unquote, cool taglines where it's like, oh, you, your network is your net worth and like yeah. all this. And basically the, the, they're that's all saying. That's, see, that's when somebody asked me like, what's your favorite mantra? I started thinking of all those things. And I was right. like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get here. And Jamie was like, she tightened me up. She's like, hey Jocko, everything you say is a mantra. And I'm like, she's like, you might not, you might not think it, but we all think it. Nope, it's true. And it's I was absolutely like, yeah, true. Check. And the, those mantras, even the quote unquote cheesy ones, they all root the the root yeah, of yeah, all they're, of them they're, are they're, legitimate. Yeah, they're not untrue. Yeah, by any stretch. and some of them are absolutely like yes, hundred percent. Yeah, and these network is your net network, and like show me your five friends, I'll show you yeah. your future or, or yeah, whatever. All like all that, they're all saying the same thing. It's kind of like your environment is this big wave that's going to influence you, True. and you're going to be riding that thing. True. And you can fight against it, you can ride with it, you can do whatever you want to do. But Brad, that's a wave. You might want to pick the right wave. If you pick the right wave, you're good. But me, in this case, I kind of, in a way, didn't really pick any wave at all. I <laughs> essentially <laughs> rode one wave right into another wave, and luck. Luckily, that wave was going in the right direction, and it was huge. It is huge. So, yeah, and I was down for it. So, yeah, man, I'm riding mm-hmm. it and, you know, trying to do the right things for sure. And, yes, very, very beneficial. Check. Uh, this next section, um, I'm going to jump through a bunch of these real quick, but this one's called The Person You Can Control. People are not who you want them to be. Kill your idols. Sure, there are things we can learn from people, but people aren't going to be what you think they are, what they should be. People, even those people you have put on a pedestal, are going to be faulted, weak, egomaniacal, condescending. They are going to be lazy, entitled, short-sighted. They will, be, they will not be perfect, far from it. That's fine. Learn from their weaknesses. 
of course, learn from their strengths and mimic and copy them in what they do well, but equally as important, learn from their faults. See what not to do. Because you can't control other people. You can't make them what you want them to be. You can't make them who you want them to be. The only person you can control is you. So focus on making yourself who you want to be. Faster, stronger, smarter, more humble, less ego. Discipline your body, free your mind. Get up early and go. Get after it and you will become the person you want to be. And you become that person through one small decision at a time. Yeah, as you can see, this is a book of mantras. <laughs> yes, sir. And then, but it's not all that. It's also, there's also some, you know, there's actually a bunch of pragmatic information. Here's one section like that. Stress. First of all, and I don't mean to minimize the stress people face, but imagine what Eugene Sledge went through on Peleliu and the tens of thousands of Marines there who suffered unimaginable horror. Imagine what David Hackworth, imagine David Hackworth assaulting enemy positions in Korea, wounded over and over again, on the line, still going back for more. Imagine the poet warrior Alan Seeger in World War I getting ready to go over the top and make his rendezvous with death. Imagine the thousands of warriors who have gone before you, who have stood and faced evil and death. And now imagine you. I used to do this myself while in Iraq facing stress. Yes, we took casualties, and yes, it was awful and heartbreaking and every bit as wretched as I could imagine. But warriors have faced much much worse the battle of the Somme or Gettysburg or the battle of the bulge or the chosen reservoir humans can withstand almost inconceivable stress and you can too so that is your first step gain perspective and to do that you must do something critical in many situations detach whatever problems or stress you are experiencing detach from them Stress is generally caused by what you can't control. The worst thing about incoming artillery fire is you can't control it. It is happening and you just have to accept it. Don't stress about things you can't control. If the stress is something that you can control and you are not, that is a lack of discipline and a lack of ownership. Get control of it. Impose your will to make it happen. Solve the problem. Relieve the stress. If this stress is something you can't control, embrace it. You can't control it, but how can you look at it from a different angle? How can you use it to your advantage? I couldn't control the chaos of combat. I had to embrace it. I had to figure out a way to take advantage of it. Make it into your ally. So don't fight stress Embrace it, turn it on itself, use it to make yourself sharper and more alert. Use it to make you think and learn and get better and smarter and more effective. Use the stress to make you better. This is one, this is one that, you know, I, ha- I kind of have to go over this one and it's, it's, again, there's a bunch of these and they're all very short like this or within these types of lengths. It's the kind of thing you can read for three minutes before you start your day, before you uh, work out, before you go to bed at night. 
Maybe, maybe that <laughs> might not be the best idea because if you tr- read, you know, you might start getting the ideas in your head. And I have a real problem with that. Like I have ideas in my head. If I have ideas in my head, do you? If you do you ever can't sleep? Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> why, you gotta, why you gotta look at me like that? I'm just wondering. Is that a thing? Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like you'd be like coming at me with like I have a lot of trouble sleeping. Right. Doesn't it seem seems like, like you would I'd fully have. embrace sleeping. Like I might embrace stress. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, yeah, man. Well, for that reason, for sure. See, like you get a cool idea, and you can't wait. Like I can't wait to see a yeah, a cool idea. The thing that's sure. kind of cool about you though is if you get a good idea at midnight, you can just get up and start working on it yes. and sleep until ten. Yes, sir. No factor. <laughs> Me, I got like you have. I, I, I'm. I think you don't have any schedule really of any kind. Not as far as regular schedules go. No, no, I don't. So other people have things that they have to do in life on a daily basis. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so this one, um, the, this is not the kind of things that you want to read like right before you go to bed. Maybe. Because for me, what happens, it's the weirdest thing. It's. I've I've never done a psychedelic drug before, mm-hmm. but it kind of feels like a psychedelic drug where my mind is going down paths. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about something and I can feel it. Like you know yeah. what? Like a special, like an old school special effect when you go through some like space tunnel or like a <laughs> space yeah. time tunnel, some wormhole, go, yeah, situation. some wormhole yeah, scenarios, yeah, yeah. right? So I'll be doing that, and I'll, and then all of a sudden it'll go like a roller coaster off to a side and go down. I'll, I'll go down some other. What'd you call it? I'll go down some other wormhole of thought, but then it just branches off and it just keeps going. So my, it's like I'm going a thousand miles an hour yeah. inside my own head. Then you, there's no way I can sleep. Yeah, I can see how that could be. For yeah, sure. it, it's it's a bummer. Um, so I would say use a little caution if you're going to read them before you go to bed. Uh, I would more read them in the morning. I would more you know read them during the day. Have the book sitting out. Have it you know like in a place where you're thinking about it. Mm. Uh, and you can pick it up sometimes. Here's, here's, here's one called compromise. When working with other people and dynamic situations and relationships and deals, a person, especially a leader, must compromise. Finding the common ground between teams, merging different approaches to the same problem, bridging personalities with people who might not get along, reaching agreements and courses of action. All these require compromise. And in many cases, a failure to compromise is a failure to succeed. So, so it's important because you know a lot of times people might well, not even might. A lot of times people have the impression of me there's like no compromise. Yeah. When the reality is like, oh, what do you want to do? That sounds like a good idea. Let's move in that direction. That's, as a leader, it's you you actually have to do that. A good leader does that. A good leader compromises to a lot of things, right? Of course, you're going to have principles and values that you can't compromise. But those should be small. Yeah. Well, not small. They're huge. But they should be a small number of things. So going back to the book, but those are external compromises with other people, other humans that have their own personalities and ethos and issues and compromise is needed in order to unify. So to work with them, compromise is a must, but internally it's different. With myself, I have to hold the line. There are areas within myself where I cannot compromise. I am going to work hard. I am going to train hard. I am going to improve myself. I am going, I am not going to rest on my laurels. 
I'm going to own my mistakes and confront them. I am going to face my demons. I am not going to give up or give out or give in. I am going to stand. I am going to maintain my self-discipline. And on those points, there will be no compromise. Not now. Not ever. So... Reading that right before I go to sleep, probably not going to do it because then I'd probably be doing burpees in the corner of the room. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ton of ton of these things, uh, you know. I'm going to skip through a bunch of them right now. There's one that I like in here. It's called binary code. I know you like that because you're a computer expert. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, expert. <laughs> hell yeah. Jade, Jade likes this. Jade one. likes this. Yeah. One. It says machines make their decisions based on binary code, yes or no. It is not complicated. Are you going to work out, yes or no? Are you going to get up, yes or no? Are you gonna get off the couch, yes or no? Are you going to eat that donut, yes or no? This is not complicated. And sometimes you have to put yourself into this mode, binary decision making. Are you going to be weak or strong? Are you going to be healthy or unhealthy? Are you going to improve your life? Are you going to make it worse? Are you going to sacrifice long-term success for short-term gratification? You know the right answers. You know the right decisions. Don't overcomplicate. Binary decision-making, make the right decisions. That's your whole deal right there. It's kind of it's kind of a big part, you know. That mode the yeah. and it's more about yourself though, I think. Like with other Dude, people That's the think. thing. That's the thing what's so strange about this is this stuff rings so true in my head for me, but like with other people mm. as a leader interacting in relationships like you this doesn't work. Yeah. yeah it's weird. But yeah, when you when it comes to stuff that like you're talking to be honest like like with me, like even just like the look, you know, like if all, you know, I, I tend to from time to time or whatever, go down certain over explanations and like all this stuff or whatever. And you're looking at me with the zero, like a straight up zero, almost like it's, it's literally Wait, what's a zero. The, what's a zero? You know, you got the one and you got the zero, oh, right? I, you I got the positive value yeah, negative. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Got but, it. Got it. Um, and the value of your statements is zero. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how yeah, you. you're literally looking at me like that kind of like <laughs> oh yeah and here's the thing though that's real beneficial too though and that's part of this whole wave i think anyway where you know i'm over here you know we're all in our own head from time to time if mm-hmm. not all the time or whatever and then it's good to have that little reflective like situation where i'm saying what's in my head to see how it sort of lands on the outside world. And <laughs> when that thing is literally like not computing at all, you're like, all right, well, I guess I can do away with that thought, you know, kind of thing. And then, you know, sometimes you'll have like a reaction that's okay, that's maybe viable or whatever. And after a while, all those zeros and ones sort of kind of formulate a little little line of code, you know, and then oh, we can go that. do some things, you know, look kind of that. thing. And, and that's kind of like the influence. But it's interesting how that you – Put it in that book where you got to get in that mode because you can't be like that with everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But bro, sometimes you just get in that mode and you're like, all right, like especially with the workouts. I mean, that's an obvious one where you're like, bro, you're gonna work out or not? And if you're like later, oh, okay, so no, then are you gonna work out right now? Because that's what the plan was or that's what you were trying to do or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then if you're like, oh, I'm not. It's like, oh, it's real clear, you yeah. know. 
So yeah, man, if you can get in that mode when you need to, either yes or no, yes or and no. you and that's a thing. I think to to complement what you're saying, when when you take all that gray area out, yeah, you know this is the important thing. When you take the gray area out, you know what the right answer is, yeah. right? You can make a lot of things that make it seem like there's a whole bunch of different options there, but there's yeah. really only two yeah. options. You're yeah. either gonna work out or you're not. Yeah. And all these other little things that you're thinking, they're they're not. They're just they're just they're just junk. Yeah. Right? They're just junk. Yeah. That gray area, as you mentioned, it's like there's so much danger in there. <laughs> there's so much oil and slippery stuff oh, in there. Slippery. But leave that leave that out, man. Yeah. So like okay, the workout, right? Well, it's a big gray area you can throw in there. I'll do it later. That's one, right? Because the fact is you can do it later and get it done straight up. Kind of. You know, you got something super important. Like that's a possibility, you know. But you start throwing that that in there, it's like, oh, man, that becomes dangerous. Because I would say if, if considering that I'm a normal person, if I throw in the idea of I'll do it later, the chance of me doing it later goes down way more. If compared to if I just say, hey, did it, am I going to do it now or am I not going to do it? Am I going to do it or not going to do it? So, so wait a second, thing. explain that to me. So, so if you say, if you had three choices, do it now, do it later, don't do it. The easiest pick is kind of do it later, right? But That's do it later doesn't lead to execution. Doesn't lead, yeah, direct, it doesn't directly lead to execution. What's Again, your percentage of, when you say you'll do it later, what's the percentage of execution later? Well, now we're going deeper because do it later, what does that actually mean? How later? In an hour later, let's or say tomorrow in a, later, in a in a in a window of time that could still be considered part of this scenario. Yeah, you see, what I'm saying? yes, I do. <laughs> I would say a maximum. Uh, so my later, we got to establish that later as opposed to tomorrow because well, that's yeah, just, yeah. Let's, you miss today, the workout. Later today. is definitely. I mean, same day in this scenario for a workout, we're definitely talking about today. Same day, right? Um, yeah, that's usually a, like a. Three, four, five, six-hour window. So mm-hmm. if I can, the, so the percentage of me doing it later, it's weird because you know how maps kind of form in your mind. So if I don't get it done in the morning, mm-hmm. like before noon, because you want to get your lunch or what? Yeah. Wait, do you do you work out on an empty stomach? Yeah. So yeah, me too. The norm is I don't eat nothing until the workout dinner is done. Time, dinner time. Okay. Dinner and then late dinner. That's sort of it. Wait, did you say dinner and late dinner? Yeah. So two dinners. Yeah. I didn't. Dinner never, with the fam. You never shared this with me, bruh. Yeah, and then the pre-go-to-bed dinner. That's the deal. Interesting. Um, but the window, how the window goes, and it's just a schedule that established itself in my mind is a workout during the day or during the morning. Mm-hmm. If I don't do that, it's a four thirty workout. Pretty much four thirty across the board. That's cool. So you put a little deadline on yourself. Kind, that of. kind of. That kind of becomes binary, right? Yes. It's either now or it's at four thirty. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of a good good program. Yeah. What happens at four thirty? I, I work you out. Get it done. So, so you're saying get it done later. Actually, you do a good percentage of getting it done later. Yeah. But That's you good. make a really good point because technically I did go binary in almost like a second level binary situation, yeah. which starts to become less and less binary for yeah, sure. It's either now or 430. Yeah. So I kind of. For me, 430 means a different. It means 12 hours prior. <laughs> yeah, 430 in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, man. But again, if. And I do this naturally, and it's good to have these kinds, like this book or whatever, to sort of point it out for you, where if I don't get it, if I'm not prepping the workout, drinking water out there, shoes on, blah, 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 if I'm, if that's not happening between 4 and 4.30, mm-hmm. 
If I get to 445, five, if it's past five, it probably won't happen. Yep. Just because there's other things that the household kind of needs me for, you know? It's, it's so cool that your mind can be so easily reset. Like you're like, oh, I've got this book. Like if you pick this book up and you're reading it, you're going to get it done. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you're, 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 it's going to hit you. It's gonna hit you. You're gonna be, you're gonna think to yourself. You know what? That's correct. I need to go do this. Yeah. I need to control myself. I need to make this happen. I need to go and execute. I need to. I need to go into binary mode and make this happen. Like, you have so much influence over your brain. That's so good if you put your brain on the right wave. Because yeah. if you put it on the right wave, you're gonna go place. If you put it on the wrong wave, we're going down down the wrong, the wrong place, man. <laughs> we're going in yeah. a bad way. So, You're, and, and it's incredible that you can so easily put your, well, here's the difference. You can put your, it takes a, a small bit of effort. You pick up the book, this book, you read it, right? You're like, mm-hmm. gonna go get something. Sure, hell yeah. That took a small amount of effort, mm-hmm. very small amount of effort, and it puts you on the right path. What's strange is if you don't do anything, we know where it goes, right? It just mm-hmm. kind of, the other wave is just kind of there, just always just pulling at you, just dragging yeah. you down. Always, it's just constantly there. Yeah, I mean, the wave analogy is really good, really spot on, because like if you're in the ocean, right, you're going this way, you're going that way, you're going there. Every once in a while, you catch a current, you know, go, you know, kind of in this direction for a significant amount of time or whatever, or distance, and then, but, bro, if you get on one of those waves, bro, you're going full speed. You know what, too? You can get caught in a rip current. That's pulling you out to (laughs) sea, like in a bad way, right? You go down the downward spiral of... Horribleness, addiction, mm. and savagery, right? Wrong wave. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I've always looked at this book as like, I mean, it seems like a field, like a for real manual. You know how like, okay. <laughs> it's called a field manual. <laughs> exactly right. So you know how like if uh, if your car has a, I don't know, check engine light or, I don't, yep. you know, whatever, some issue with your car and you're not, you know, super well versed in like auto mechanics, whatever. And you're like, hey, man, I better look into this. I got a small issue with my car. I got to know how to solve this issue. Where do you go? Freaking owner's manual. Mm. Or a mechanic. But whatever. Let's say if you needed some answers, you go to the manual. You know, That manual is for your car straight up. You can go on the internet for sure, but you go to the manual, you're going to get the answer for your question or whatever. It's directly linked to your issue with your specific car. This manual, if you regard that as your manual Mm -hmm. for... Not necessarily your physical, but but for how you are gonna be. Those answers are for you. Then oh yeah, all day mm-hmm. because you know it's easy to go on the internet, the gram, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow an inspirational person, you know, and maybe that applies to me, maybe it doesn't. And then after a while, it's all just sort of like, yeah, I heard that before, cool mm-hmm. saying. Let me go back to what I was doing, kind of a thing, and it sort of doesn't land anymore. But if you regard, again, like this book for you, like you need and you say, you know, just how you said a second ago where you can just just pick it up and just read part yeah. of it, you know, yeah. for a minute or whatever. That that answer, whatever you read, that is for you. Isn't it crazy, though, that like and that's what that's what one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because like that whole thing with Seth, like I needed my own book. I yeah. needed to go to the owner's manual. Yeah, I needed that myself. I wrote these words. I contemplated them. I lived through them. I garnered the experience. And then at the moment in time, I actually needed to go to this manual and say, what am I supposed to do right now? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, exactly right. And that there's all kinds of, I mean, that's an extreme example. But, you know, even as I read like the binary code thing, it's like, yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. How easy is it to just go in that other wave over there that's kind of going to a yeah. horrible, you know, lame, weak place? Filled with gray excuses and justifications. If you're good at justifying oh, stuff, yeah. gray all day. You know, not black and white anymore. So that's that's what the that's what the thoughts and there's a t- there's a bunch of these more and this the 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 new field manual that's the difference is I added a, b- a bunch more of into this thought section about mind control about weakness and about destroyer mode and about the application of discipline and about the fear of failure and about what to do when you're not feeling it and what what to do when you get overwhelmed and how to detach and how to handle defeat and just all these things that we need help with, that I need help with, that we as human beings need help with. A bunch of stuff in there that you can pick up and that will keep you on the path. But as we know, thoughts only go so far, right? We have to take action, which is the next section of the book. It is called Actions. And, and the first little section in Actions is physical training. Subtitle, getting after it. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> physical training. Back to the book. There are all kinds of benefits from physical training. You will be healthier. This is a fact. By working out, you will increase your endorphins, testosterone, growth hormones, cardiac volume, insulin sensitivity, and natural killer cells. Those changes will help prevent or treat the following health issues. High blood pressure, obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, insomnia, and depression. Boom. Still not convinced? Working out will make you smarter. Yes, smarter. It improves blood flow to the brain. It boosts growth hormones that promote growth of new nerve cells. It improves synaptic plasticity, the ability for neurons to send and receive messages. It releases brain chemicals that help cognition, like dopamine, glutamate, norepinephrine, and serotonin. It also boosts the production of brain-derived neurotropic factor a protein that helps with mental processes. But don't just take my word for it. Go, do, get some exercise, done, and pay attention to your mental state. You will feel more aware, sharper, and smarter. This is real. There you go. This is like, oh, why do you want to physically, why do you, why do you want to work out? It actually makes you smarter. Mm. Look, it makes you stronger. It makes you more healthy, but it, it may, uh, my, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter was taking a <laughs> yeah. taking a what a final exam today. Finals week all day. Yeah. She's all stressed out, you know, because mm-hmm. she likes to get whatever high grades and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, and uh, she was like, to, "I go, you need to go." And and it just so happened when I see this, I was reviewing for this book, but I was reviewing like you know I did a bunch of research and read a bunch of stuff because look, I know I feel. I know I feel smarter and better when I work out, mm-hmm. but when I was writing this book, I said, okay, what is that? <laughs> you know, so yeah. I started asking. Mm-hmm. I talked to Peter Atier too, too. I was like, hey, what, what is up with this? And these are the kind of things, these big words, these big medical words that right. I put in there, yeah. right? Sure. So I told my daughter, I said, go for like at least a 20 minute workout before this examination. Yeah. And, and she did, and I was like, okay, cool. So get, that's what you need. That's why we're working out. That's why we're working out. It's so obvious that it's so good for you. And even from the earliest of podcasts, Echo Charles, you made this statement. Exercise is like the thing that you can do in your life that will positively impact the most other things in your life. Yes, sir. 
which is a bold statement and a true statement, in my humble opinion. Stress, the good and the bad. This is, this is a, an area where I talk about stress. And look, in order to improve, we need stress. We need to push the body and the mind in order to get better. One of our main physical reactions to stress is to release, release the hormone cortisol into the body. It has a multitude of effects, including making glucose available to the brain. So I go into this, what it does, what stress does to you. And, and it's positive because it, it, it generates energy, it focuses energy, it, it focuses you on immediate threats, it prepares you for immediate threats. So that stuff is all good. It, it allows you to do better in the world. But you can also go overboard with it. Stress can be bad, so I go through that. Too much stress and the cortisol is released too often. It, 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 it's like a car running in the red. So I go into that whole thing. So what we have to do is you have to stress the body and the mind in order to improve, but obviously you can't overstress it. So I talk through that whole thing. And here's something I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'll cover this on the podcast. This section is called sleep. Cool. This is for the haters. <clears throat> Can I use that word and not be a 15-year-old girl? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. The haters. <laughs> so... So, obviously, you know, I get up early every day and get stuff done. Oh, man, you took it back down the other day. What up? Oh, what, yeah, what, yeah, that's what, right. what, happened, that's right. what happened on that one? Oh, yeah, I tra- was traveling, so good point. So, the other day, I was traveling. My flight was delayed or whatever, and I didn't get back into SD until midnight. Got home at 1230 and I had spent a couple days on East Coast time, mm-hmm. so I wasn't even really, like I do, I wasn't tired, so I probably fell asleep at like 1.30. Yeah, My alarm went off at 4.30, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna play this, see what this feels like at 4.30. At 4.30, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I went back to sleep. Yep. Why? Because sleep is good for you. Yes, sir. And if you don't have enough sleep, you don't, you don't perform well, you don't think well. Now listen, here's the thing. People go crazy with this, yeah. right? Yeah. And and people, you should read this. You should like they say, oh, if you have less than eight hours of sleep, you're like being a drunk. Yeah. That is just factually untrue, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I have like you've been to the muster, right? At some of the early musters, where Leif and I are on stage, we're answering questions, we're interacting with people, we're role playing, we're going through dynamic scenarios. We're, we're, we're performing cognit- high-level cognitive tasks for eight and a half straight, eight and a half, nine, ten hours straight. Mm-hmm. We had one hour of sleep. Like, not kidding. There's some of those yeah. musters, the New York muster, I think, we had like one hour of sleep. Yeah. So to, if we had, if, if before the muster I had done 16 shots of Jägermeister, <laughs> The muster would have been a lot different. Now, some people yeah. might have liked it. Most people would have yeah. wanted their money back. <laughs> so, sure. look, sleep. So, so, so this is, people think I don't like sleep or I don't support sleep or I think, you know, you, and it's not true. And, and I would say when people, oh, you think you're, you're, you're giving people advice that's unhealthy. Here's the actual advice that I give people from the book. Sleep is a necessity. Humans need sleep. Failure to get enough sleep has serious side effects. 
Lack of sleep can cause negative hormonal changes, interfere with the metabolizing glucose of glucose, increase blood pressure, and suppress the immune system. Less sleep also means less human growth hormone in your body, which means less muscle mass and weaker bones. Mentally, the brain is impacted as the ability to pay attention and concentrate begins to diminish and problem solving and basic reasoning becomes less acute. Furthermore, over an extended period, there are psychological effects like paranoia and even hallucinations. So, so that's me talking about sleep. You need to sleep. Mm. I'm not anti-sleep. Isn't there a thing called a fast sleeper? I yes. read something yeah, about that. We'll, we'll get you know. there. We'll get there. So, yeah. so, so, so check this out. But how much sleep is enough? Different people need different amounts of sleep. Newborns can sleep up to 17 hours a day. Toddlers can sleep 12 hours a day. As people grow older, less sleep is required. Teens generally need eight to 10 hours. And by the time people are full of adults, eight hours becomes the standard. Even though the actual number is between seven and nine hours, depending on the individual. Some people genetically need even less sleep than that, but those people are rare. I'm one of those people. And this isn't, I don't have the proof. Well, here's my proof. I guess not even proof. My oldest daughter is like me. Like last night she was studying. She went to bed at midnight. I woke up at 4.30. She's up. And then she took an exam. Cognitive, not impaired, right? She's going to get an A. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, but, But my second daughter... That girl likes to sleep. Like she'll get out of bed when you go drag her out of bed, right? Like she likes to sleep. My son, kind of kind of normal, I would say. My wife, she digs that sleep. So some of my kids get some of it. My youngest daughter, she's sort of a little bit. I would she likes that sleep too. But but so there is so so I think there is some sort of genetic thing. Um, here's an. But it's it's uh, people also go well. You, 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 it's so rare. There's no chance that you have it. Okay, cool. I'm only I can only tell you people like people say sleep more. I I, I I'm I'm not trying to sleep less. I'm more than happy to sleep. You know, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so going on here, but it isn't only genetics. You can also sleep less and fall asleep faster if you are in good physical condition, eating clean, and have a clear mind. For me, the better condition I'm in and the cleaner I eat, the more quickly I will fall asleep and the less sleep I need. Do you notice this? Do you notice no. that you need less sleep when you're fasting? Um, I, I don't notice, but I'm not paying attention to okay. that. I like when I'm, when I'm fasting, I'm, I feel like I'm on fire. For real? Yeah. Huh. And I, I just did a fast. I just did a 48-hour. <laughs> and I, feel, I felt like, again, like I was waking up earlier than I'd normally wake up. Yeah. Uh, so while I do have short sleep genetics on my side, equally important is that I stay healthy and eat clean. What about when you eat junk? How don't you need to sleep more? Oh, uh, yeah, but actually, you know what? It's real, real inconsistent when you eat junk or sorry, when I eat junk, mm-hmm. it's sometimes I'll sleep less, but be wanting to sleep more but you know the kind like you're tired and you feel sleepy but you can't like go to sleep you know it's like that there's a lot of that that's the worst oh yeah i I agree you feel like you wish you would sleep more but you can't you kind of can't just get up yeah exactly and feel like crap or whatever and sort of you know maybe catch the next wave of sleepiness Mm -hmm. i guess the and 
on the inverse when you're talking about like when you exercise consistent, you eat clean or whatever, and it's really different where and it's real real clear where you feel freaking solid during the day, and then once that bedtime ish kind of rolls around, you just feel the wave just crash, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. I, it's it's sleep time, so straight good. up, so oh, yeah. good, yeah, it's real. Just when you like, worked out hard, you had a good day, you ate clean. You get to the end of the day, you're like, boom, you're out. Right, that's how I was yesterday, and I and I got like an hour less sleep than I normally did the day before. So, mm-hmm. but I got up solid, boom, eating good. Yeah. Now that we're thinking about this, when I have like those weird roller coaster brain rides, that's usually that's usually when I'm like something's messed up, you know, yeah. whether I'm eating crap or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, it was the kind of like. I do quizzes in story time from with the kids before mm-hmm. bed every mm-hmm. night. This is like what eight o'clock, eight thirty. Mm-hmm. But it was a time like it's a kind of in the middle of a question that I'm asking. It's you fall asleep, asleep yep. straight up. That's a yeah. good day right there. Yeah, it's like That's okay, awesome. it's about bedtime, you know. Yeah, I I've I've had that where when my kids were little and I was still in the dorms and you know you're just getting up at four thirty, you're doing whatever you're doing at work, come home, you know, and you're just get in bed read that story next thing you know it's three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning what just happened yeah my wife left me in there because she was running around with three kids at the time you know trying to get them all squared away she like oh you got the kid cool she probably went to a bar i don't know what she did (laughs) no that girl went to sleep she used to fall asleep with some one kid almost every night it was crazy uh so going on here and finally, I choose not to sleep in. I don't give in to the pillow. I don't give in to the temptation of warm blankets or soft pillow. I mobilize the will to get me out of bed and get into the game. Obviously, I'm an advocate of waking up early, but since sleep must be a priority to maintain health, how can we get enough sleep and still wake up early? The answer is simple. Go to bed earlier. Go to bed earlier. Now, I'm gonna skip a little bit here, go forward. Well, this I talk about some of the benefits. Like, what are the benefits? Why do I wake up early? And I mean, first there's some simple math, but why do you wake up early? The world is yours when you're up before the enemy. There's no traffic, the gym is empty. There's no one to distract you or call you or send you some stupid text about something you don't care about. So there's like all these benefits to, to being up early. But then going back to the other point, falling asleep. How do you fall asleep? So this is kind of what we were just talking about. Number one, and there's a whole section, I'm gonna read some highlights of it. Number one, get tired. Yes, get tired. If you are not active throughout the day, you won't be tired. You know what's weird is recording the podcast, depending on the podcast, I'm usually super wired when we get done recording, mm-hmm. and then I'm tired. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah. mental, it's a mental work. Yeah, fully. Uh, number two, turn off the computer. Turn off the smartphone, stop checking social media, and stop watching one more YouTube video. Sure, there's some science that says that the light from the computer and phone screen tricks your mind into thinking it's daylight and time to get up. But on top of that, the internet is filled with professionals that create content with the sole purpose of getting you to click on it. Yes, clickbait is real. And just like the bait used in fishing, it is a trick to get you hooked. So don't. Don't click it. You will get nothing positive at all. Number three, read. If your mind is still active when you reach your bedtime, that's okay. Get into bed and get a book and start reading. 
Reading is relaxing. It settles your mind and makes you smarter. So do it. Dude, reading will... Reading, I think reading is a massive sleep aid. Yeah, every once in a while, like you'll, not every once in a while, most of the time, actually, in my experience, because I wouldn't be reading a boring book, unless it's for a specific purpose, but usually they're interesting books. Mm-hmm. So at first, I might be like, oh, kind of excited, yeah. but yeah, man, after, and it depends on the day or whatever, but it can be like after like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I, you know the kind of books I read because I read them on the podcast all the time. I'm talking about books about war and combat and the most yeah. dynamic, heroic situations. Yeah. Like even those books, <laughs> if I'm reading, I'll be like, oh, if it's nighttime and I'm reading, I'll, I will get tired. I'll fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, really? I, I won't. I, I don't fall asleep while I'm reading. I rarely do that, but I'll be like, okay, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna shut the book and go yeah. to bed. Oh yeah, then that's exactly what I'm saying. Where maybe at first, if it's like super interesting or exciting or whatever book, you're like, at first, you're like, oh man, let's get some reading yeah. going. You know about this whatever you're reading about, and then yeah, after like I said, it depends on how your state of mind is. But as far as time goes, but yeah, after a little while. Right, you ready? You ready to, to go sleep? I just, I just got done reading a book for the podcast that it was it was it was a book that I like was actively couldn't sleep because I just was like I'm going to read this, more of this because I want to know what's yeah. about to happen. It's that, freaking crazy. Sure. Uh, number four, most important, the key to getting to sleep early is getting up early. No, it might not help you tonight, but tomorrow night it will. If you need seven full hours of sleep and you want to get up at 4.30 a.m., that means you need to go to bed at 9.30 p.m. But it is hard to force yourself to sleep at 9.30. So you stay up until 11.30. You should still get up at 4.30. Yes, that will only be five hours of sleep. And yes, you will likely feel tired throughout the day, which is actually good because at the end of the day, you want to be tired. Now you can go to bed at 9.30 and get yourself back on track. Yeah. That's that's the part that people if you want to be tired at night at 9:30 you need to get up early. You can't you can't get up at 9 in the morning and expect to be tired at 9 at night. It won't happen. Yeah. And the last thing is do it every day, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like, you know, weekends, whatever. Just do the same time. Look, if you want to give yourself an extra half an hour, I don't even recommend that. I recommend you get up at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um Here's a mistake I think that, well, when I say some people, me, I make this mistake <laughs> or I have made this mistake straight up where I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I want to get up early, you know, uh, earlier, whatever. So I'll just wake up earlier and be tired throughout the day. But what I did is I didn't look at the big picture. I was like, oh, I'll just automatically be tired at night, you know. But what I did was I would laze through the day, skip workout. Oh. A lot of laying down oh, on the yeah. couch, you know, <laughs> a, a lot more than normal. And then, you know, you, don't, you basically since you're tired, you kind of adjust your activity oh, accordingly, yeah. you know, in a bad way. So you do just way less. And then nighttime comes, you're not as tired as, as you could have been if you just went about your normal routine. Sure, mm-hmm. you got to power through it a little bit harder for sure if you're on less sleep or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the end, when it comes time to sleep, which was your goal. It's going to be way more like it's going to happen way easier, you know, or it's going to happen. In my case, it just straight up doesn't happen. I'm freaking up late again. Can't go sleep, whatever. Yep. Got to be careful. So, yeah, do the normal routine. Don't be slacking. I got a little section on here on power naps. People like, do you take naps? Yes, I do. If I'm super tired, but I, and I explain the whole thing in here, elevate your feet above your heart, which I learned from one of my high school teachers. And then I only sleep for like eight minutes. Yeah. And if you're really tired, eight minutes seems like you just got a full-on 
massive amount of sleep. Yeah, remember we were talking about the two types of tired. There's like oh yeah 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 like there's sleepy tired and then there's like physical fatigue. Yeah, tired. And then you know what? It kind of in the whole eight minute nap thing. Sometimes six minutes. It's almost like, and this is all. What do you call hypothesis? Mm-hmm. We'll call. We'll say that where <laughs> if like if you could just <laughs> like if you just did like a marathon freaking podcast or or you know after you do a podcast you mentioned mm-hmm. where you're kind of tired you know something that 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 required like cognitive effort for a somewhat sustained amount of time you you're not exhausted physically. But mentally, you might have like this sharpness that you usually have is just dull mm-hmm. because like you're you're fo- like it's almost like a superficial yep. Yep. conscious like cognitive like a bit almost that's what it almost seems like. So if I'm working on something on the computer like admin mm-hmm. numbers or freaking stuff, not editing stuff like you know work for like three hours. And then it's workout time. I'm going to take one of those six minute, eight minute, oh, and it helps yeah, so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. But the thing is, like six minute, eight minutes. What can what can possibly recover in that I amount don't know. of time? Try it. it it's though. something. It's though. real. Though. Oh yeah, it's real. And it's like you ever have a dream in eight minutes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Full on dreams. Oh, <laughs> and you ever have those little half dreams? Like okay, so usually it happens. Right. It, Does it, your yes, body move? Right. Yes, but it's something very specific though, where. Sometimes you just like feel like oh you just jump ran almost like oh no for me it's because someone's swinging a battle axe ran. in my head in my yeah. dreams so like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense but yes it's it's that though it's something specific where like like the other day I was, I was I was getting one in and my son in my little dream it lasted literally like two seconds it's like uh-huh. a two second dream almost and my son like ran under my legs. And in I like your, I had to in, jump in over dream. him oh, okay. in my dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I jumped, and I'm like, that's what caused me to jump. But it was I remember it was my son ran under my legs. That See sounds a lot more pleasant than a battle axe. Yeah, a barbarian it, with a battle axe. Yeah, mine are kill you. probably a lot different than yours for sure. Uh, uh, next section: the workouts. Everyone wants to know what should a workout actually consist of. And first of all, let me say this. The most important thing is to do something, anything, walk, jog, calisthenics, swim, lift some weights, hike, stretch, do burpees, play a game of basketball, or go get on the jujitsu mat. Some people aren't sure what to do for a workout, but that is often just an excuse. Exercise doesn't need to be some complex, multi-level, multi-dimensionally, multi-dimensional, scientifically proven methodology, but it does need to be something. So go through a whole section about the workouts, and then I actually... Put workouts in the book. To see the actual workouts, go to appendix, the workouts. Again, use the workouts as a guide. Learn about your own body. Push yourself. Most important, be consistent. And consistency starts with getting in the gym. If you are tired or sore or burned out, don't just give up completely. Go to the gym and stretch. Move. Do some light exercises, but keep the routine routine in place. Too often, people take the day off. And that turns into two, and two into three, and then they've gone a week without getting in a good workout. So maintain the routine, maintain the discipline. I didn't, I didn't cover this section, but that's I, I've had a lot of people like this attitude. You're tired, you're sore, you feel like you need a day off? Cool, do it tomorrow. Right. Still do the workout today, do it tomorrow, because it's, 
it's do a it wh- tomorrow as in take the day off tomorrow. Take the day off tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yep, take yeah. the day off tomorrow. So, you know, you go into that spot. You're like, you know what? I could probably just tell him. You know, I worked out really hard. It's been it's been six days. It's been three days straight. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> I'm kind of sore. I do have this, you know, project due. Mm. I, I should really take the day off today. Okay, cool. You can take the day off tomorrow. Yeah. You still have to do it today. Yeah. And guess what? You wake up tomorrow, you don't need to take a day off. It was right. all just negotiation. <laughs> yeah, it was all, but it was but the cool thing day. is you maybe you do need a day off. Cool. Yeah. You wake up the next day and you're like, God, I am so cool. Take the day off. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a pre and I've done that before where I'm gonna be honest, I'm not that good at doing that mm-hmm. yet. But I've done that before where I'll be like, No, I'm gonna power through. In fact, I'm gonna go as hard as I freaking can. I'm gonna go extra hard and mm-hmm. then I'll take it tomorrow. And then on t- on times where I really did need the day off, the next day I feel even worse. Like it's oh, yeah, yeah. way more it's obvious, way obvious I need, the, I need the, day the day off. Yeah. yeah. But other times it's, it's most of the time. It's most exactly the time what you say. It's just the day. You don't yeah, feel like yeah. it. You freaking whatever you did last night or whatever. It's some some other factor that has to do with just the day, you know, yeah. the circumstances. You can also uh, just like have some minimum workout that you must do. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. But like, a, oh, you know what? Oh, you're going to be a. You're 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 a millimeter from not doing anything. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna go do the minimum workout. Right. I'm gonna do this, just this stuff, get it done, and then if I still feel like crap tomorrow, I'll 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 take a legit day off. Yeah, and another thing that that is almost like a thing that gets revealed is that minimum workout thing has obviously a bunch of mm. benefits, but. Usually, you know how like, and it, again, depends on what you were doing before the workout, maybe what you're doing last night, whatever. But a lot of times, once you just get the blood flowing, right? Or once yeah, you're, oh yeah, yeah. and yep. this is the thing, I don't know the, the full ins and outs of it. You gotta ask an f- actual fitness person, but like it's, the, it's called priming, priming your body and mind or whatever mm. for workout. So a lot of times you're just deprimed. I'm, I made that word up, mm-hmm. deprimed, but you understand what I'm saying, right? It's the opposite of fully primed. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes during the, you're just more deprimed than you normally are, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just really not into it for other reasons, you know. So sometimes that minimum workout, you're yeah. like, all right, and you sort of inadvertently prime your whole yep. deal, yeah, and you're like, oh wait, cool. I'm not yeah. sore and tired and overtrained. You're just, I noticed that a lot with uh, with with any body part, but like your legs for sure. Yes. You know, when it's squat day, yeah. Now we don't know what what unseen mechanisms are at work in your brain that are telling you that you're like more sore. But a lot of times you're rolling into squat day and you're feeling in your mind, you're thinking I'm pretty sore. You're really negotiating hard for that day off. Yeah. And you really notice after you, and even your first couple sets, you know, you just do, you just do some, some body weight squats just to warm up and you're like, Ooh, I'm definitely sore. Then you do the bar. Then you do the 45 pound bar. Just, you're just getting warmed up. Yeah. You take the PVC pipe, you do some overhead squats. You're, you're like, whoa, I'm definitely sore. Yeah, yeah. And then when you start putting some some weight on, you start realizing, oh, I'm actually not sore. Oh, yeah, and you start yeah. feeling good and you're you're good to go. Yeah. You were good to go. That's what that's that's that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> a lot. It seems to happen a lot on on the on the good old squat day too. So when you say, and this is more your personal thing, uh, well, like your squat day or whatever, will you do just squats or legs or whatever? Yeah, or is it yeah. like a, you know, you're uh, doing... Yeah, I mean, I do some other stuff, but yes, I will be... Like other body parts or other exercises for legs? No, really, it's just bot, just just squat day. You yeah. Know? Squat day, which encompasses all kinds of different leg work, we'll say. Yeah, I've done... I've always done multiple body parts, mm-hmm. but usually squat day would 
would be just part of a, a just a multiple body part day but when i switch it was a hack kind of out mm. of laziness in a way where i'd be like you know what i'm just going to designate one day for just squats mm-hmm. and then i started incorporating just a small muscle group like a curls situation mm-hmm. maybe some triceps then do the squats something it, that's not going to exa- so yeah. if if i do like shoulders for example Depends on the workout, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going like hardcore shoulder press, then freaking superset of this and that, you know, a whole shoulder workout. And you want me to go do squats now? After the age of about 30, that started to be less and less of a sustainable thing mentally in my mind. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So you've gotten mentally weaker have you got as you've gotten older. Yes, sir. I have. Apparently that's strange. Maybe you sure you just didn't get it smarter where you realized if you really wanted to push You needed to focus you need to prioritize yeah. and execute I, I would say that that's a good way of putting it making it sound better Oh, rationalizing sure. it? Ra- and maybe rationalize it or maybe that was the case the whole time mm-hmm. You know where I could be benefiting way more from these this this leg workout mm-hmm. if I just soloed it one day rather than doing a big other body part workout than then the legs and vice versa too because sometimes I would do the squats first and yeah. then suffer through a shoulder workout or something like this you yeah know? but now anyway like it's I weird, do like it's you. weird too like I always I always if possible lift before jujitsu yeah right that's do you do that yeah hundred percent and I'll tell you it's it's not because it's it's not it's 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 because Jiu-jitsu, I don't want to go and work out. I would rather go to jiu-jitsu with some muscle fatigue than go to work out with muscle fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though, isn't that, that seems backwards. That seems counterintuitive. Oh, I, I never Because you think, well, so. I'm going to compete against Echo, so I want to be ready to go. Yeah. So I That guess. seems like the intuitive thing, but I would much rather just be a little bit tired when I'm rolling with whoever than to be yeah. all than to be tired when I roll into the gym. Yeah, well, no, I think if you know the dynamics of both types of workouts, I think it's it's obvious that you do want to lift, do a lifting before mm-hmm. jujitsu because jujitsu has quick diminishing returns with strength. Yeah, true. Very quick. Yeah. Endurance, not so much, but muscle like strength or whatever, um, it's quick. But it's the opposite for lifting weights. So you need your strength. You don't necessarily need that mm. much endurance, depending on the workout, obviously. Yeah. But as far as lifting weights goes, you don't need that much endurance. But um, when you go to jiu-jitsu, if you don't have that much strength, mm. but as long as you can kind of sustain and, you know, do this thing, I mean, you're not going to run, like, a whole CrossFit games routine and then go to jiu-jitsu and think you're going to feel good. I mean, it's yeah, a little yeah, bit different, yeah, yeah. you know, but. That's true. Although, I'll tell you, like, I'll do some crazy workouts and still go to jiu-jitsu and barely remember yeah. that. I mean, and I'm not talking I go like walk from one to the other. You know, I work out in the morning really hard and then in the afternoon I'm going to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I mean, by that time you've got what, 80, 90% of your strength back, so it's not that big yeah. of a deal. Yeah, and jiu-jitsu is different like that because the, your energy output in jiu-jitsu is vi- it's variable, very True. much so, and you can modulate fully. Like, And, you know, it's going to obviously depend on who you're rolling with as mm-hmm. well. You go with a tornado dude who's good, uh, yeah. it's like, right, you're going to feel that workout in the morning if you have that kind of yeah. day. But if a normal day of jiu-jitsu where some guys you go hard, sometimes you go medium, sometimes you don't have to go as hard as, as far as that goes, you can modulate and yeah, navigate through the energy yeah. output easy. But as far as like the type of ener- exercise versus the other type of exercise, lifting whatever, mm-hmm. if you switch them around, you do jiu-jitsu first and all that sort of sustained yeah, yeah. output and yeah. you think you're gonna go into a lifting and freaking 
push hard, let's yeah. quit. Mm-hmm. Negative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a weird thing, man. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird thing. But that's it seems to be you and I are in agreement on that. Yes, uh, got a section in here on building a home gym. And this is obviously with uh, the world that we're in right now with COVID. This is a very good thing to have, a home gym. And you can... I go through all the all the kinds of different things that you should get first and the considerations, you know, getting a pull-up bar and, and other things like, you know, you, I don't have enough money. I mean, you can get a pull-up bar for $9 at Home Depot. I'm not even talking about, I'm, you know, you go and whatever. You can get a piece of pipe. You, you have a pull-up bar. You can get a set of rings for pretty cheap. Like there's, a, there's ways that you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I got a little section in there. I'm building a home gym. Yeah, the home gym thing that the... I think the primary factor that you really have to kind of consider and navigate is the space yeah, yeah, more yeah. so than the money. Cause money is like, for the most part, you can like spend way less or just, yeah. you know, but make payments you, or all, or whatever. Yeah. Even the space though, you can see people that do really cool, creative things to get good workouts in a small space. Yeah, you do. And sure. you, you really need very minimal equipment to yeah. be in awesome shape. Really, the only piece of equipment that I think you actually need is a pull-up bar. Because if you have a pull-up bar, you can do pull-ups, but you can autom- you can already do push-ups, di- uh, not dips, but push-ups. You can do all kinds of ch- chest variation, push-up variation. Like, you can get crazy with push-ups. There's millions of different varieties of push-ups you can do. You can do squats. You can do lunges. You can do, you can do basically your whole body. You can do handstand push-ups for your shoulders. Like, there's so many things that you can do. Yeah. If you just have a pull-up bar, if you don't have a pull-up yeah. bar, you're kind of you, yeah, that's true. Huh? Yep. Like there's, you can't just like because all those things that you said, aside from the the, the pull, anything pulling or whatever, you you don't need anything. You don't just need, need the ground. You just need the ground. Yeah, man. Maybe a wall. A wall a would wall help, or nice, a tree, but, but or almost, whatever. Almost every building has a wall. <laughs> yes, and every yeah, or a tree or some yeah, thing yeah. outside or whatever yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, the pulling thing it's hard to hard to access mm. if you don't have like a pull-up bar. Rings are really good because then you can not only do pull-ups, but you can also do dips. And then there's all kinds of other crazy things that you can do with rings. So rings are also awesome. Uh, The next section is called martial arts. Again, this is an operating, this is my operating system. And part of my operating system, as you've just heard us talking about, is martial arts. And I say, everyone should train in martial arts just as everyone should eat. But just as food is different and varies greatly in how it affects your body, not all martial arts are created equal. There are three broad forms of martial arts, grappling, striking, and weapons. Grappling uses leverage and holds to control or submit your opponent. Striking striking uses punches, kicks, knees, elbows, headbutts, or any other body part to hit the opponent. Martial arts with weapons obviously use utilize a variety of weapons, including sticks, knives, and in the modern world, firearms. Perhaps the most most critical form of self-defense is the mind. By being smart and aware, you can avoid situations that are likely to expose you to danger. That being said, there are times when your mind and your intelligence can no longer help you. That is the reality. So that's why we train, right? Because there's as much as someone says, well, you know, I, I, I'm able to avoid. To look, there's going to be situations that you can end up in, even if you're completely situational aware and you're looking to avoid situations, they can still happen. That's why you have to train. And I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here because uh, I talk about firearms and the, the necessity of firearms in certain situations. 
and I, and I say this, most important, without proper training, possessing a firearm is useless and, or even more dangerous to its owner than not having one. Learning how to shoot quickly and accurately while under stress is absolutely mandatory if one is going to own a firearm. This means finding a good instructor at a quality range to participate in firearms training. Right, so you, you gotta have a firearm. And, and I'm gonna go back and read a section that I wasn't planning to read, but I'm gonna read it anyways. Um, uh, it is an eek, the firearm, the ultimate form of self-defense is the firearm. It is an equalizer without parallel and it is simply unmatched in its ability to eliminate an attacker regardless of size and strength. If a person truly needs self-protection in a high threat area, there is no substitute for the firearm. Even in an area that might be considered low threat, there are no guarantees. There have been horrific home invasions, carjackings, kidnappings, and other vicious and violent attacks in some of the most prestigious neighborhoods in the world that were also considered to be the safest. There is no choice but to be prepared. So firearms, um, talk about some of the training and what you do and you know some of, the, some of the benefits of it. Firearms training builds hand-eye coordination, speed, concentration, and instincts. It demands repetitive movement, develop muscle memory. So there's, there's other benefits to, to utilizing firearms than just self-protection. Training competitively for speed and accuracy conditions you for high-pressure situations by teaching the need to relax, detach, and get control of your breathing and focus on the immediate task. Again, like you can apply that to anything, not just to shooting. So there's some, some real benefits to firearms. And then I go on here, but firearms are not always available. There are many places in the world where carrying a gun is illegal. There are also times where firearms malfunction. It is also important to know how to defend yourself in unarmed situations, which brings us back to martial arts. First, let me say that the martial arts are very emotional for some people. Their martial art becomes their religion and they become blinded by it. Martial arts are not static. They evolve all with they evolve all the time. If you do not evolve with them, you will be left behind. Picking one martial art versus another or saying that one martial art is better than another martial art drives some people crazy. I do not engage in irrational theoretical discussions on which martial art is best. There's no reason to theorize anymore. The Ultimate Fighting Championship put many theories to the test. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan also put many theories to the test about hand-to-hand combat. Finally, every person now carries a video camera in their pocket and there are thousands of street fights and confrontations to watch on the internet. With all that information readily available, there is no need to theorize anymore. It is easy to see what works and what doesn't. Furthermore, it is also obvious that martial arts are not stagnant. They evolve. People develop new techniques and new moves to counter other techniques and other moves, but, they f- but the fundamental principles do not change. They only become reinforced. And I give some advice here. Start with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It is a form of grappling that is highly advanced because for the most part, the actual fighting takes place on the ground. This is a key point because our first form of self-defense is to get away. Yes, run. If you are confronted by another person or a group of people, the best thing you can do is run away, avoid the conflict. This is relatively easy if someone is trying to strike with you or strike you with punches or kicks. They do not have control over you, so you can simply run away from them. You have won. The problem comes in a self-defense situation when someone is grabbing you. Now they are preventing your first line of defense, running. As soon as someone grabs you, you are in a grappling scenario. And one of the most critical parts of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is escaping 
someone's grip so you can run. Oftentimes, an attacker will take you to the ground in order to prevent you from escaping their grip. When this happens, the ability to ground fight is used not to stay on the ground, but to get up and get away from the attacker. The first goal of a beginner in jiu-jitsu is not to get the fight to the ground, but to get up off the ground and get away. This is an important distinction from people who believe the goal of self-defense in jiu-jitsu is to get the attacker to the ground. This is not true. The goal is to get away. But as has been seen over and over again, fights often end up on the ground and therefore a person must be prepared for it. Not training in jiu-jitsu because you don't want to go to the ground is like not learning to swim because you don't want to go in the water. It doesn't make sense. The safest way to deal with the water is to be comfortable in it. Just as being comfortable on the ground is the best way to deal with that scenario should it unfold in real life. Questions, comments from Echo Charles? I agree. We can reach back to your days, many days, on the front lines of the bouncing world. (laughs) Sure. Uh, yeah, I agree. That is, yeah, I agree. I can't disagree at all. One the, of the one of the primary arguments that people give when they, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is no good for self-defense. Why would you take someone to the ground? Why are you taking them to the ground? That's not. We're not doing that. We're trying to get away. Yeah. So you know, at the like at the muster when we do the Jiu-Jitsu part, and you notice this, and you actually pointed it out, which I liked, but whatever. Where I said if I choose to fight this guy, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll go through the basic thing or whatever. I confront this guy. This guy confronts me, and I choose to fight him. So it's way different than self defense. That's like I chose to fight this yep. person. And most of the time, you you add in just like how you said earlier, where if you don't have a choice to run, like if right. they grab you or whatever, there's that too for sure. But yes, if you choose to fight him, then yeah, you can take him to a ground or whatever. Right, right, right. Now your choice to fight him is going to be based on a, a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. And it better be intelligent because if you're like, yeah, I'm at the club, you said this and whatever, and then you choose you to fight him. Yeah, I don't know if that's an, you know a, a, the right choice. And now you got a whole different issue yeah. than the self-defense situation. Yeah. You know, that's like a choice that you made or whatever. But yeah, if you're, you know, I don't know, fighting with your friend, after, not your friend, but your enemy after school and everyone's like circle. I don't know, whatever. There, there's there's choices to be made. And if the mm-hmm. right choice is to fight the guy, then yes, bring the jujitsu. Well, then, yeah. So so then you can use jujitsu, but now you're using it in an offensive situation. Yeah. And so, yes, you probably will want to take the person to the ground. Yeah, fully. I mean, if it's if it's a like a one-on-one I'm choosing to fight. Because if it's four-on-one and you're choosing to fight, you're just right. being stupid. Yes. You're that, about to get your ass point. beat. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. The very high likelihood, yeah. yes. Yeah. The oh, I do have a question about the firearms. Mm-hmm. train. Like, you know how you, you train in stressful situations? What kind of stressful situations can you, like, put yourself in or whatever? Uh, there's some obvious ones. The most obvious one is time constraints. So, hey, I want to get these shots off as quick as possible, and I'm competing against, you know, Echo's going against me, and we're trying to see who wins. There's a little bit of stress there. But also, hey, do 30 burpees and then shoot six head plates, right? So you're breathing hard, sprint, reload, reload drills, um, all those things that that – just, there's a million different ways. Yeah. I mean, you can. I'm sure those were enough to kind of spark your creativity on what you can do to make it stressful. Yeah, fully the time. Because <clears throat> I went, it was the last time I went, but I, I went to the range with Keenan Cornelius. Mm-hmm. And we did, we just did like a simple, fun, like contest, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like shooting, you play horse yep, or pig yep. or whatever. Yeah. Kind of like that kind of situation. I um, mean, I actually filmed it, but the video kind of got wonky. I was going to release it. But that, 
that did add a little something mm-hmm. because it like if you miss or you whatever it meant something kind right, of thing right. but it i didn't i never felt i wouldn't label it as a stressful yeah. training scenario but time constraints if it's like okay you got time and yep. let's try to get better at time it and all this stuff. competition i mean when you're in the seal teams you're doing freaking competitive shooting against every basically all the time you're shooting against somebody yeah. or you shoot against three people or four people or whatever so you you're, you you have that level of stress, but then it's also you know you're going to run, you're going to run up that berm, you're going to drag that tire, you're going to come back over here, you're going to shoot six head plates, you're going to go back, you're going to get on your long gun, you're going to put down this one. You got all these things that you got to yeah, do, and it's all sense. a race, and they're just trying to make you freak out. And then on top of that, you know, once you get into sim munition, now you got you, you're you're not shooting real bullets, but you're shooting. You got people maneuvering. You got people. You know, you're throwing flash classes. We got grenades going off, like all kinds of mayhem. And simunition is just as loud as no, regular? No, it's not just as loud. No. Is it like night and day? Like night and day, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that, I feel like, and obviously I've never been in a straight up gunfight mm-hmm. with anyone. Like they're shooting at me, I'm shooting at them. But I would imagine mm-hmm. that just hearing other gunshots going on and you know that they're at you or intended mm-hmm. for you or whatever, that's going to just bring you out of your whole shooting game. Yeah, if you, if the, you, the noise of gunshots, it's like if you hear it a lot less when you're when you're shooting like at somebody. When you're, you're in the game, yeah. Like it's a lot less, a lot less. Um, it's not that, it's not like the, like the little shock that you get when you're at the range or yeah. whatever. Oh, okay. Even, even actually, if you get, you know, you get like a good, stress scenario going even in a training situation you won't really like notice big time and we used to do our drills this was back in the back in the day they used to make and this is this is i don't recommend it but they would make us do some of our immediate action drills with no uh, ear protection in so that we would like quote get used to it yeah but is loud yeah so and that was something too that i was wondering where so if you're in the field, straight up, war mm-hmm. zone. You, do you have ear protection? Yeah, in? you have. Well, nowadays we have this, and this is another thing that's pretty crazy, is we have the headsets that are noise-canceling headsets. Gotcha. And the reason you're wearing them is because you're on the radio. So it's it's your headphone for your radio so you can hear, and it's a noise-canceling headset. Yeah. So when a loud noise goes off, it cancels out that noise. Yeah. Uh, so. so, okay, so when was the first time you ever shot a gun? Do you remember? In my life? Yeah, in your life. I was probably like eight or nine, I think. Okay. Maybe 10. Yeah. No, I think I I was younger than 10. But I was was up in Maine, and I went out to uh, my friend. My friend was a little bit older than me. Uh, We went out to his uncle's farm and and shot. Yeah. So the... So you weren't, like, surprised by how freaking loud a gun is then? No, but I think I think what you're getting at is people that and I don't really remember enough of like my introduction to firearms to get what you're getting at, which is firearms are freaking loud, yeah. way louder than anything they could portray in the movies or whatever. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because that it just again I never been in a firefight, but it just seems like when you imagine it, where when it kicks off and you didn't kick it off with the first shot, if someone else. Shot, yeah, fired the first shot. Yeah. It seems like you'd just be out of the game if you're not used to it. Yeah. Well, you definitely, that's another thing is you get so used to gunshots in the SEAL teams 
from your training that it doesn't really like yeah. it's not a shock anymore. Yeah. You're so accustomed to it. It's not. It's not shocking. It's like oh yeah, that's true. Oh, where's that coming from? Right. Yeah. Even like when you and also the, the distance. You know, when someone's a little bit further away from you, the the shock is a lot less when you get away from it. You yeah, know, yeah, like that's the, true. the the concussion of the shot. Yeah. Now, if they're in the same room as you, it can be pretty pretty dynamic, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. We should ask Mike Day. Oh yeah, how'd that go down? Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's crazy. Like when, okay, so when you go to the gun range, let's say, you know, it's your first time or whatever, mm-hmm. the gun range, when you walk in that door and you hear other people shooting, you're like, yeah. bro, okay, what the so heck? This have you shot outdoors yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because it's a lot different shooting outdoors than indoors. Yeah. A lot different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I even, it was actually the first time I shot a gun, I think, one of the early times anyway, was, was outdoors and I don't think we even had ear protection. Mm-hmm. And, and depending yeah, on the gun, I mean, some guns aren't really that big of a deal. Yeah, we were shooting the, like uh, some louder ones. Oh, okay. Forty-five shotgun for we were shooting clay mm. clay pigeons oh, yeah. or whatever. Um, and yeah, I remember them being loud, like for real loud, even outdoors. But compared to indoors, it's it was nothing. Because if you don't wear ear protection, like at the regular indoor gun range, like you might have oh, some yeah. issues. Yeah, you got issues for sure. But it's good to condition. It's good to stress condition. It's good to get used to those noises. It's good to get used to all those things. This is what well, this is what we train for. Yeah. And we should not just relegate training to just being in the military. We should train for you know other things that can happen in life. And if you are going to have a firearm, you damn well better train with it. Yeah. Um, going back to the jujitsu thing, I'm going to read this other little section. Another reason I recommend starting martial arts by learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu is because it is the most complex of the martial arts. Although there is a finite number of moves and positions. There is an infinite number of moves beyond the basics. And more are developed every day in this constantly evolving art. Due to this unending depth in jiu-jitsu, it is also the most cerebral of martial arts. It provides incredible mental stimulus and a never-ending challenge to learn, develop, and improve. Jiu-jitsu never gets old. The next martial art I recommend is learning boxing. Boxing is an incredibly effective striking art despite its relative simplicity. There are only two weapons in boxing, the left hand and the right hand. But with those two weapons, an incredible advantage can be gained if you know how to throw them in effective combinations. Other critical elements learned in boxing are angles, movement, both of which are based heavily on footwork, and speed, which is which are utilized in both free, both the offense and defense of boxing. With basic boxing knowledge, a person can throw effective punches and avoid being punched, both extremely useful assets when attempting to attempting the primary goal of self-defense, run. Boxing develops the ability to hit quickly, avoid being hit, and run away from the area of confrontation. So that's just regular Western boxing. And this is sort of like, again, this is my recommendation. If you're starting from ground zero and you know nothing, this is how I would go about it. Mm-hmm. There can be some argument made that if you were going to a place tomorrow that you needed to be ready to get attacked, then maybe like you look at some other form of martial arts 
But if if that's your situation, <laughs> like it's not smart. I mean, and you know, by that I mean some of these. I, I, yeah, I don't even know if that's a true statement. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think it might be. I think it is one of the statements where it just straight up depends. Mm. So it depends on what. What do you mean you're going to be attacked? Like just by a person, mm, and is yeah. that person going to be trained or no, untrained? Yeah. Are they going to be bigger than you? Or are they going to be equal size? You know, yeah. or smaller, or weapons, or. Yeah. And then it depends on who. Like okay, you might learn. You know, and what is it like? Mm. Okay, you might need these these kind of blitz martial arts type situation, mm. like a Krav Maga, yeah, some yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever, or whatever, some yeah. s- uh, cool system. I think, or whatever. I think Narit actually told me that. I think Narit was like, you know, if you had like one day. I would teach somebody some basic Krav Maga stuff. Yeah, and and that could be true for yeah. sure. If you know, if the te- the instructor is teaching you for that reason, mm-hmm. hey, you just got one day. Let's pack it in, or and then even a jujitsu scenario. It's he, like, here's okay. the problem with that statement. Now that I think through it, in my opinion, the problem with that statement is, if you really think that that one day is going to help you. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it I mean, might be the best you could do, but it's only going to give you a one percent better chance than, yeah. you know. So don't get yourself in that situation. That's why you make martial arts a part of your life. Yeah, exactly. it's it's got to be a life thing. Yeah, um, yeah. but the, the thing is, that is a thing though. Where like even Tim Ferriss sort of studies it a little bit. Remember, like because he took a thing, a jujitsu thing, where mm-hmm. he was like, "Hey, I need to know the the most that I possibly can to be effective yep. in this small short." Oh, this was like his time. TV show, right? It was, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, one yeah, of yeah. his things. Yep. And I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting theory because that's not the way you train jujitsu at all." And you know, they taught him like the guillotine was one of them that they taught mm-hmm. because there's not all these like factors you have to kind of establish before you can execute the move, or not as many, or whatever. That was kind of the thing. And anyway, the, the point is it introduced like an interesting approach to these things, this real short term approach. How can I get the most effectiveness out of it mm-hmm. if I only have a short amount of time rather than infinite time? Yep. You know, yep. so, yeah, I, but yeah, that's, again, that's cool, depends. too, because you could also that, that would be it'd be if you made if someone said, I'm going to go to this place tomorrow and there's a high likelihood I get attacked. I would be taking I wouldn't I would be taking very small parts of various martial arts. Yeah, that's what I think I would do. But again, I don't want to make that sound like it's a solution because I don't want to sound like the freaking magazines that say defeat any attacker right. in oh, three yeah. moves. It's a lie. Straight up. It's a lie. Straight so up. So don't lie, think yeah. of it that way. Don't even forget I just said that. Yeah. Here's the deal. Make martial arts a part of your life. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Back to the book. The next two martial arts to invest time into are Muay Thai and wrestling. They both add a plethora of options and skills to any fighter. Wrestling... Wrestling is a grappling art, perhaps the most widely known and practiced. Look, I go through a bunch of stuff. I talk about Muay Thai, and Muay Thai is awesome. I think the reason that I put that I would train someone in boxing first before Muay Thai is just for the complexities. Like Muay Thai is just that much more complex. You can throw elbows, you can throw knees, you can throw kicks. There's a lot more things to learn. Yeah. So the first thing I'm gonna want to learn is how to throw hands. You yeah. know, how to throw hands, get head movement, get angles work distance, like that's all gonna come from just boxing mm-hmm. without opening up. Cause look, I mean, Muay Thai is savage, bro. Muay Thai is savage. Yeah, that's one of And it's the, pain. That's what I was gonna say. Like that's what you get taught as well. And not like a secondary teaching. Oh, like no. a, one of the primary thinking is like kind of how fragile you are with yeah. pain. Where the kind of like, okay, or you know, how a, much you can get used to it too. Exactly right. That's part of the training, yeah. you know. That's what you do benefit from taking that pain. Like ribs, legs is a huge Ooh. one, man. Like a leg kick, body kick, punch, 
even when you kick somebody and it lands in the wrong spot, bro, it's like mm-hmm. it hurts. It's it's worse than most hits that you get. Like if you get punched in the face, let's face it. I mean, it seems crazy or whatever, but it doesn't hurt that much. No. Even no. if you really get a good one, it more knocks you like dizzy more than it actually is yep, pain. It's not pain. Muay Thai is straight pain. up pain. pain. In fact, you in a way sometimes you kind of wish you'd stop. Punching me below the freaking neck, <laughs> bread, or kicking or whatever. Just punch me in the face. Yeah. That's way better. Way more. It's relief, really, uh. you know, sometimes. But, yeah, you get used to that. And that kind of training is very beneficial because, man, you kick even in, like, a real fight or whatever. You get, If you can effectively, like, leg kick somebody two, even three times or something like this, and they feel that pain, they'll oh, be yeah. like, bro, I don't yeah, you're watching the UFC. You're like, oh, you know what? The guy got kicked in the leg. You think no big deal. You're an you don't know here actually i was like trying to think what did i say muay thai adds a massive arsenal of striking options to a fighter where boxing utilizes only two fists muay thai utilizes fists elbows knees and the shins in very aggressive combinations that are absolutely devastating in a fight muay thai is also about pain and the ability to withstand pain yes sir. legit uh talk about shin conditioning in there so definitely look muay thai awesome wrestling clearly is just freaking awesome um, wrestling is a grappling art. It, the physical grind of wrestling hardens the body and mind without mercy. <laughs> On top of the conditioning and mental toughness derived from wrestling, it is also the king of position in martial arts. And we see this from the UFC. This is why the, this is why the wrestlers dominate in the UFC. Meaning a good wrestler can decide what position they will be in during a confrontation. No other martial art provides a practitioner a better ability to dictate the position of a fight with one simple idea. The main focus of wrestling is to get the opponent to the ground and keep them there. So then I say once a good base is, and again, there's a bunch of details on wrestling, on Muay Thai, on boxing. Once a good base is established in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, wrestling, and Muay Thai, there are plenty of other martial arts to explore. Judo is a fantastic art. And has very effective takedowns, especially against an opponent wearing a jacket or shirt. Um, Sambo, I talk about Krav Maga. I talk about Screamer and Kali and the Dog Brothers. You know the Dog Brothers? Vaguely, yes. Yeah, the Dog Brothers are legit. About as legit as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that don't know the Dog Brothers, they would have these fights with weapons. And basically, you would wear the guys would wear like lacrosse gloves, I guess, to protect their fingers, and they would wear some kind of some kind of like hockey helmet to protect their heads, and then they would use various weapons. They would use sticks, they would use chains, mm. they would use canes, just all, and they would go at it like they would fight, like they would fight, and you could tap out, but they were going to fight. You yeah. were going to get hit. Mm. And you can go watch those videos of the Dog Brothers. But what was cool about it is, they, and they've been around for a very long time, and it was the most realistic, you know, it's the most realistic weapons fighting, mm. I think, that uh, that I've seen. Mm. And, and then they would try and learn from it and all that. So very cool stuff that they taught and trained in. And then I say the list could go on and on. There's, there's no reason to ever stop training and learning martial arts. Of course, it is good to be prepared to handle a self-defense situation, but the benefits of martial arts training go far beyond self-defense. Of course, you get physically conditioned. You also get mentally tougher. Real martial arts are hard. They, they are a mental and physical grind. If the martial art you are training in is easy, 
it isn't likely doing much good. Martial arts also get you used to being in uncomfortable situations and continuing to fight on. This is important in any endeavor. Martial arts will make you better. So train, don't think about it, don't take time to get in shape before you start, just go start, the rest will come. And then I have a whole section in here about where to train, what type of academy, what are you looking for? Thank God the world is improving where there's jujitsu everywhere. Now look, we're gonna get through this COVID thing here shortly and all the jujitsu gyms will be back open. <sighs> have a section in here on immediate action drills, facing a threat. So like talking about what you actually do when bad things are happening. You know, we get mass shooting situations. We got all kinds of problems out there. And you know, I wanted to talk about how you handle those situations. Um, the next section, man, I hit every controversial. The, the, the next section is called Feeding the Machine. <laughs> and, and the first section here, and by the way, you know, everyone's gonna comment about, you know what's funny is like people comment, you know, we've had some, some, some excerpts put out mm-hmm. from us talking about martial arts and there's people that would say, would call out certain things. Now read through the comments. And be like, oh yeah, that's, well, that's actually accurate. Yeah. I did, you know, I shouldn't have said that, or I, I didn't mention that, or whatever. So if you're gonna get all ham, <laughs> if you get all ham in the comments, go for it, and uh, we'll maybe we'll address them on the grounded podcast. But um, some good points are made in there, and and like I said, these are these are if if you consider your martial art a religion, and something that I said attacked your religion, if you're a diehard Muay Thai and you think that I'm saying that jujitsu is better to, you know, like, and you want to bring it. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's just, this is my thoughts. You can disagree. That's mm-hmm. cool. Muay Thai is awesome. Wrestling's awesome. Boxing's awesome. Jujitsu's awesome. I, I, I love them all. Train them all. It's all good. Um, but it's controversial for some people. Yes. Some is. people, it's a religion. So you got to be careful of that. Uh, so when, when talking about fuel, like what we are going to eat, this is another thing that can become, you know, kind of controversial and people get crazy on. I got a section here that says addicted to sugar. Sugar is truly addictive. It stimulates the same parts of the brain as heroin and cocaine. When you have it, you want more of it. And you know this to be true. That's why you can't stop eating it. And when you do stop eating it, you will feel withdrawal, headache, irritation, anxiety, lies. The lies will come and they will come from you. The lies you tell yourself are, it's no big deal, I can just have a little. It isn't worth it to feel this bad. The body needs carbs. You will rationalize and start to listen to the lies. Don't. Stay strong. Get off the sugar train. Get off the addiction. Stop eating sugar. Cocaine and heroin, people. Don't you know what the rats eat? (laughs) Uh, Fuel. Look, I talk about about what to eat. And, And again, this is a religion for some people. For a lot of people, it's a religion. I kind of, you know, hey, here's what I think. Here's what I eat. You know, I eat these things. Beef, poultry, fish, eggs, nuts, vegetables, fungi, (laughs) roots, some dairy, limited fruit. So if you want to get crazy on that, cool. You want to attack me? Cool. What kind of fungi you eat? Mushrooms, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And ringworm, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have a double ringworm sandwich, please. 
don't eat these grains, potatoes, refined salt, refined sugar, processed oils, right? So it's just basic stuff. Let's not get crazy. Um, fasting, talk about fasting. This, this section starts off newsflash you don't have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Fasting is a gift. Actually, my daughter, my wrestling, my middle daughter that wrestled, she told me she would think about this because when she would be cutting weight, she'd be thinking, she would think, but you know, I talk about in here, you know, the human body can live for a long time. Here we go. Humans can survive 30 days without food. You can make it an extra few hours. <laughs> you can actually make it a few days without any issue. I fast 24 hours regularly. I do 72 hours fast approximately every three months. And you know what? They aren't that big of a deal. When I'm fasting, I still do everything I would normally do if I were eating. I work, I work out, I train jujitsu. I drink water, some tea, maybe eat some sunflower seeds. People freak out. You're not fasting. You ate a sunflower seed. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, take it easy. Uh, so I have something to chew on, but fasting isn't that hard, and you will feel better at the end of it. This is my favorite thing. Fasting will recalibrate what hunger is to you. You'll realize that you aren't actually hungry most of the time. You're just bored. And at the end of a fast, your food will taste better too. That is a factual, beautiful thing. Yeah. Food tastes good when you, uh, when you do that. So a whole section on fasting and a bunch of benefits from that. Got a section here dealing with injuries and illness. You are going to get injured. You are going to get sick. Regardless of how careful you are in training, how clean you eat, and how healthy you live, you are still human. Injuries and illness will occur. My theory for overcoming injuries and illness is simple. Do what you can. If you are sick or injured, don't use that as an excuse to skip workouts or stay in bed all day. Do what you can. Hurt your knee, work your upper body. Work the good leg. Hurt your shoulder? Time to work on one-arm pull-ups and push-ups. Focus on your core and legs until your shoulder heals up. Tendonitis from using your grip too much? Sounds like it's time to focus on sprinting and jumping and plyometrics. Got a little cold? Flu? Same thing. Do what you can. Maybe it's just going for a walk. A couple sets of sit-ups and push-ups. But don't just stay in bed all day. Now, sometimes you get plain knocked out by illness or a virus. If it is that bad and your body absolutely needs rest, good. Listen to your body and take the rest. Also, don't bring your disease to the gym and spread it around. Work out at home. Same thing with injuries. If some injury prevents you from doing the physical things you like to do, good. Do what you can. Work on some skills you can do. Pick up a guitar. Write a book. Draw, paint, compose a song, blog, Create, learn, do something. Take advantage of physical injuries and sickness by doing something you don't normally have time for. In other words, get after it. And I recently did that. When I got COVID, I was like, oh, cool. I can't, I can't literally leave my house, apparently. Right, right. The rules. Not supposed to interact with anybody. So, and everybody kind of knew I had it. <laughs> so I was like, cool. And I just like played guitar. Yeah. A bunch and started digging into a bunch. I've been I've been playing guitar for 35 years and I've been at the same level for about 34 and a half years and in the past two weeks I've advanced tenfold on my understanding of guitar. So this isn't just me saying this. It's actually something to do. Yeah. The more you do that too, the more you get used to that protocol, you know, where you know how like sometimes like your workouts or your whatever is like 
that's like your your main jam like mm-hmm. and then you get hurt and then you're all you know you can get depressed or yeah. just be so unhappy that you're out of game you can't train jujitsu and people get off it's awful but if you're used to that protocol where it's like it it essentially opens up opportunity mm-hmm. for new developments yes. and growth you know for yourself yes. literally making you a better person yes. right so if that becomes a protocol a normal protocol when you get injured it's automatic you're like okay i'm injured hey yep. whatever junk but whatever, and then this protocol kind of ensues, yep. and then boom, you're kind of like you're kind of into that for a little bit. You know? Yeah, because getting injured, it, it, it's it, for people like you, for people like me that are really like do physical stuff. Getting injured is so horrible. Yeah, but I, oh, I, I will say I have this protocol yes. where I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, when I, when I, hurt, do you remember when I hurt my elbow? Like Dean wrecked yeah, yeah. my elbow. <laughs> I mean, I was in a sling. I've never been in a sling in my life. But like the next day, or maybe it was one day later, like at first I couldn't even do anything. Yeah. But then I was in doing one arm kettlebell swing snatches yeah. and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Look, we're mm-hmm. just going to work through this. It'll get better over time. That's what it's going to take. But, but whatever. Yeah. It's like a cut. Like even. Couldn't play guitar though. Dang, bro. Brutal. The the initiating like the the first thing you do is essentially see what you can do and can't yep, do, yep. and then from there you just go forward. Yep. Where it's like, yeah, you do what you can physically, but we know that's not gonna. Be, it's hard to be like mentally on that same level as far as like your enthusiasm to yeah. pursue workouts or jujitsu or whatever when you're just doing what you can do, especially if it's a significant injury. But if you can do this other stuff now, you know. You can focus on yep. other stuff or whatever you have. Like, yeah, man, you just kind of mission. who you are. New mission. New mission. New mission straight up. Um, there's a whole section, like I said, appendix is just all kinds of workouts from beginner workouts that literally any human being can do to advanced workouts that will crush whoever. And they're all written down in there. And then... Well, let me just read the last page of this book. Let's give it away. The spoiler. It's your spoiler. The section's called Do. And it says, don't just read this book. Don't just listen to the podcast. Don't just watch videos online. Don't just take notes. Don't just study them. Don't just share them with your friends. Don't just plan. Don't just mark your calendar. Don't just get motivated. Don't just talk, don't just think, don't just dream. No, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that you actually do. So, do. And there you go. That's that's the book and you know, I, I think that this book, obviously, as I started off, this book is something that anyone can use. It's something that I actually use, something that I have used in dire situations to help me, and something that I use on a daily situation to help me. Something that something that we could all use to look at, to remind us, to keep us on the path. It's a very presence sends a message. Do you like that? It's It's very very presence presence. sends a message. Yeah, I do like that, thank you. Just there, (laughs) it's looking at you. Sending a message, and the message is discipline equals freedom.
get after it. So, Echo, we we want to get after it. Do you have any recommendations on how we do that or how we can keep doing that? Brad, this book is like the ultimate like New Year's book. You know, people they'll make like the New Year's oh, resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but usually, because you know how they say like a lot of most whatever, I don't know that number, like resolutions, they'll fail after whatever amount of time. So Seven quick. days. Yeah, or some days, something. Whatever. Yeah. But think when you think about it, when you have the manual, you don't have to, it doesn't have to fail. No. Like you just refer to the manual. It's a, you know, it's a Good thing. Point. Rather than, let's face it, it was mm-hmm. Like when you make a New Year's resolution, it's kind of like, oh, I just sort of intend to get in shape. You don't have a path, uh, a plan, yeah, yeah. a fully laid out deal. Yeah. You now just have you an do. intention. Boom. You got it right there. You know, it's like one of those things. In fact, I would argue that if you're like, okay, this is my kind of like I was saying with the owner's manual of a car. Mm-hmm. If you just if you have this and you treat it as your owner's manual for your New Year's resolution or for your life in general. It should be for your life in general, yes. But I'm saying if you want to slide it in and have it serve that particular purpose Helpful. for the moment. I like, you know what I think is cool is giving it to someone. Give the gift of discipline. <laughs> <laughs> Give yes. the gift of discipline. Discipline equals freedom. Field manual. Mark one motto. Oh, by the way, the name of this is Mark one motto. That's from the military term. Mm-hmm. It's when they modify things. So Mark 1 is like, this is the first model of it. Then Mod 1 is the first modification. The first mod that they make. So there's a modification to this one. My head is bigger on the cover. Yeah, that's a mod right there. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what is Mark 1? What is Mark? Mark 1 is it's like, a mo- it's like a model number. Yeah. But they just call it a Mark. Yeah. It's in the Navy. Yeah, well, it's in cameras as well. So you got the oh. Canon. So Canon 5D Mark. I'm going to the ones uh-huh. that I have. Mark one. Okay, so Canon 5D Mark one. Mm-hmm. Then there's Mark two, and then there's Mark three. Got it. Yeah. So they could have said Mark one, and if they made like small changes to it, it'd probably be Mod one. If they did like a full revamp, then it's Mark two. Yeah, yeah. So you could get you know a weapon system. Sure. That it is the Mark one. It's the but then they add a new front sight to it. You're like, okay, this is Mark one, Mod, mod one, one. Still and mark then they one. add a new rear sight, and it's like, oh, Mark one. Mod two, mm. so you can keep doing that. Got so this it. this field manual, and what's cool, I will say, I I have a lot of what is it creative control. Sure. So my publisher, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, it's gonna be Mark One Mod One. What's they're like? They don't even have any idea what this is. I might as well say the Google Google Google. Right? They have no idea what I'm talking about, but sure. they go with it. Yeah. So credit. It does sound cool, Mark One Mod One. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you think it sounds cool. Better than <laughs> tactical. Uh, the uh, Mark. Okay, so you you would actually not to spend go too deep on this Mark One Mod One mm-hmm. workings, but okay. So what what's a because you said the guns before something mm-hmm. Mark One. Like what? Which gun? No, we don't. The guns are actually an army weapon system. Mark is from like the Navy. Yeah, but you like, what was the, okay, what machine gun did you carry? Well, I carried an M4. M4. There you go. That was the one. Well, yeah, in the army, it's just M though. It's not Mark. Oh, so M4 is Mark 4? No. 
No. M4 is the gun, yeah. and then it's Mark One. No, right? they don't. They don't do it with guns. They just say M4. it's. It's like a, more of a navy term. Gotcha. Well, they do it with cameras straight like up. We have a boat called the Mark Five. All right, well, I'm going to leave that to the Navy and the weapon system scenario and cameras, by the way, because uh, I don't know if I have a grasp on it yet. But I'll tell you what I do have a grasp on is how we can all stay, stay on the path or get on the path if you're not on the path already. When you're on the path, you're going to find out that it's hard. It's not always easy. It's actually not even always hard, technically. But it does get hard from time to time. Sometimes you need assistance. Sometimes you need supplementation. It's true. Jocko has us covered. Jocko Fuel. Okay. So if you if your joints are in need of supplementation, we got joint supplements. Joint Warfare. What's called this first one? Super Krill Oil. It's the second one for your joints. Boom. You want to blend into immunity stuff? We got Vitamin D three. Also. Cold War. Boom. Joints, immunity covered. Don't mm-hmm. even think about those anymore. Put that into your daily discipline routine mm-hmm. every morning or every night, whatever. Boom. You don't got to worry about that kind of stuff anymore. Also, discipline and discipline go. Now, this is a cognitive supplement similar to what sleep does, really. You <laughs> talked about brain derived nootropic factor number 99 or whatever you're saying. <laughs> It's kind of the same thing. This is number 100. Go 100. <laughs> mark, mark 100 over here. The, either way, it's kind of the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming at me with some hardcore bro science. I hit you with bro science today. You're coming back at me. I like it. Amen. It's part of the game. It's all part of the game. Nonetheless, so discipline, discipline, go. You know, enhance your mind, helps your cognitive abilities and physical abilities, by the way. Many different modes. Get you, um, what was the term you, oh, get you primed. Oh, yeah. Right? Isn't that what you, the word you used primed. today? Primed. Yes, sir. Get the cognitive, physical, mental priming going on. Get, your, yeah. get a can of discipline, go get the, get the pill, get the powder. So before workouts, I like the powder. For that priming effect, because there's there's regular priming and then there's like the secondary priming effect, maybe or or maybe more accurately put, the psychological priming effect. Because mm. you know you mix up the little discipline mm-hmm. mix, mega mix, whatever, <laughs> mix it up, and when you're drinking it, it's like your mind is just psh, 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 getting ready and ready psychologically. Not to mention all the physiological benefits. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one on top of the other. Anyway, it's part of the game, but. If you want to replace your current energy drink problem, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely is. No, not even potentially. It's Straight a problem. Up problem. It's a problem. If you're drinking energy drinks, normal energy, it's a problem. Okay. It's a problem. Because you're getting what? sugar, you're getting an overdose of caffeine, you're getting a bunch of chemicals in there that they use to preserve it. There's a, it's, it is a, absolutely, it's a problem. Bro, I was, yeah, okay. I, I was going to talk about this. You know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk about it. So anyway, my kids watch this show. I think it's called Victorious. This show. You'll never know this show ever. Yep. I. No, no, no. Your youngest daughter might actually watch okay. it. Okay. You said I will never know it. And I said, yes, I yeah, will not. I might, do not know you it. You might overhear it or whatever. Anyway, it's kind of fun, a funny little show called Victorious. Uh, Ariana Grande's in it and Tor- Tori. Don't look at me for help. Come bro. on. Come on. You know, you know, Tori. So anyway, they're pro- anyway. Um, and so here's here's the thing. Here's the issue with all their 
not the issue. Is this but a complex story? <laughs> kind of. I'm trying to remember why I even brought it up. But oh, okay, okay, this is why. So, so every time there's like a brand in there, uh-huh. they do a real, uh, they do a good job, but it's real obvious what brand they're portraying. But uh-huh. okay, like, okay, they'll have an Apple computer, but it, and it looks like an Apple computer, but instead of an Apple, it's a pair. Yeah. So like, instead of like AirPods, they'll have PearPods, you know, like it's real obvious, right? They do that with the brands. Mm-hmm. They'll have a generic version of the brand just throughout the show, right? One episode there, this one was actually a, kind of like a little political episode almost, Ooh. little freedom situation. So they had this drink, it was soda called Blue Dog, mm-hmm. Blue Dog drink. Mm-hmm. And then a guy from the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Interference, came in and said, hey, we're getting rid of all, It's we're banning it, prohibition style. We're taking off all the shelves. Mm-hmm. And all the kids waged, and before they waged this campaign against, hey, it's it's freedom, you know, like people, you know, you shouldn't ban it for everyone just because certain people can't make choices, whatever, good choices, whatever. But what they did was they started making their own knockoff red dog soda, and then they got busted, and then anyway, it was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, here's the point. I hope so. We know what red, or not red dog, sorry, blue dog, you know what brand they're portraying. Yes, I think that's pretty Probably some energy clear. drink scenarios going mm-hmm. on, right? That's what they're, they're talking about. Um, so with our current in real life energy drink scenario, hey, we have the freedom to drink whatever we want to drink. But I think it would benefit everyone, including yourself, to make the right choice with that freedom. Now, if energy drinks are your weakness, hey, that's no problem. Now, now it's not a problem. You just switch over to the Discipline Go in a can. Well, fulfills all the good energy drink criteria, and there's not many, but it fulfills all of them, which is you get some energy from it, but now instead of killing yourself at the same time, <laughs> literally, by the way, slowly, literally, you're helping yourself and improving your health. Well, I would love to add something to this, but... Uh, no one's listening anymore after that. <laughs> so I think we just burned through the rest nope. of this. I'll guarantee uh, you. You can get this stuff at originmain.com. You can get this stuff at, at the vitamin shop. You can get this stuff at, you can get the drinks at Wawa. By the way, we'll be live in Wawa, whole East Coast, every store, January 4th. Epic. That's due in large part to troopers in Florida that went into the Wawas and cleared shelves. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Yes, because from Wawa, when when other stores see what we're doing in Wawa, we'll get nationwide. So now East Coast, West Coast, if you're on the East Coast and you're going to Wawa, clear it out. Support. So that way, West Coast stores, who knows which one it'll be, that will they'll get it in there and we'll start to do what we what we like to call a world takeover. Yep. In get a rid good of way. and we will get rid of blue dog. Yeah, blue dog. And the rest of them with we, their weird colors. We don't want to rely on the Federal Bureau of Interference no. to get rid of unhealthy stuff. We We're just do all it. want We're to make, let the market do it. Yes, making good decisions. That's what we want to do. Yes. Also, milk protein in the form Ooh. of a dessert. Straight up. My little son, four so years good. old, said, can I have some milk out of the blue? Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, I'm not going to argue with that one. Gee, do I want you to get stronger, better, smarter, healthier? Mm-hmm. Let me think about it. Yes, I do. Let's yep. do this. Yes, sir. Right. We do. Yes. So, yeah, get on that, man. Some extra protein when you're lifting. Shoot. It's a good deal. Also, Jocko White tea. 
refreshing certified organic kind of drinking some right now as a matter of fact i don't know if you noticed that oh yeah it's chilly out here in california and for those of you up in wisconsin by chilly i mean about 64 degrees (laughs) that is technically chilly yeah see what i'm saying uh i have i didn't notice you drinking that you know why because you're always drinking that stuff and after a while you just don't notice anymore it's kind of part of the in fact i would probably not even recognize you if you're not drinking that Kind of stuff. Nonetheless, yes, vitamin shop, <laughs> Wawa, all available. OriginMain.com, available. All this stuff. Also on OriginMain.com is jujitsu stuff, geese, rash guards. If you're still doing jujitsu, right, get an OriginMain gi. Well, you should be doing. And if you heard me talking about the jujitsu today, you probably realize it's something you should start immediately. Yeah. And you're going to need a gi. You're going to need some rash guards. And listen, when you're not on the mats of justice, you're still going to need clothing to wear. You're going to need things to Put on your body, mm-hmm. things to put on your your legs, things to put on your feet. We got those things too. Yeah. <laughs> we got Delta jeans, best jeans ever, most comfortable jeans ever. Uh, we got boots. I, what do, oh yeah, the boots do have a name. Lincoln. Do you have Lincoln boots? I don't know. Maybe the Lincoln boots have like a toe cap on them. Uh, wait, what do you mean a toe? Like cap? a leather, an additional piece of le- piece of leather sewn over the Externally? toe. Externally, oh, dang, yeah, no, no, no. The I don't have other that. ones are just called. I forget what the other, I forget the name of the other ones. Roosevelt? No, <laughs> no, no. That's interesting, Pete. You just got an F in product naming. Okay, right? Me or Pete? I, no, Pete. Oh yeah, because it's not memorable. It. Why yeah, didn't yeah. I remember it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that those last boots had a name. They had to have had a name. Pete names. You know, he likes that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Pete names his parking spot. Pete names his parking spot. Yeah. He's like, this is the. What would he name his parking spot? <laughs> <laughs> the, this know. is the intergalactic parking space of justice. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brother, jeans funny. So my birthday was recently, whatever, and. My wife buys me some jeans. So I'm like, cool. I'm, she's like, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, I'm probably not going to wear these. She's like, well, you need variety or whatever. You only wear those origin jeans all the time, every mm-hmm. single time. Origin, origin. So just some variety or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whatever. She's like, hey, don't be ignorant and not try them on. Okay. So I'm like, all right. Hey, I don't want to be ignorant. Okay. I, I prefer not to be ignorant. We'll say okay. that. So I try them on and I'm like, hmm, okay. They fit good. But I'm not going to wear these jeans. Never going to wear these jeans. Not the same. Why would I ever wear some non-origin jeans yeah. at this point? Yeah. Like I said the other day, your iconic jeans that your wife got you for your birthday, mm-hmm. they're made by slave labor. <laughs> I mean, factually. Oh, yeah, right? So yeah. we're not supporting that. We're trying to rebuild it's America. It's hard, yeah. Yep. So go to go to originmain.com if you want any of this stuff, if you want to help America rebuild its manufacturing capability we're doing it and we appreciate everyone getting on board supporting and we're just the beginning we're just the beginning so thank you yes sir also jocko has a store you want to represent while we are on this path go to jockostore.com we got some shirts discipline equals freedom shirts some good shirts Literally, good shirts. Literally, they're good, and they say good on them, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and also get after it. You know, these shirts, hoodies, with, hats, with shirts with mantras on them. I guess with, is what we're getting yeah, at. Some mantra shirts. Since for I'm sure. Mr. Mantra, apparently. But, but technically, it's n- we don't have too many mantras. No. 
it's you know it's the basic stuff anyway it's a, just a good way to represent got some hats on there as well uh some women's stuff also on jockostore.com we have a exclusive i'm using that word loosely but it's a club currently called the t-shirt club okay i get we don't like that name super okay. original yeah I made that name up too because I was like, I'm just going to be basic. You went deep into the creative zone for I tried, that one. I tried to pull a Jocko. That's the worst name I've ever heard. That's, by the way. that's weird how that backfired on me, huh? It's I, weird. What's weird is when when I come up with a name that's sort of like what it is, yeah. it's cool. When you come up with a name that's sort of what it is, it's lame. Not cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Leadership Strategy and Tactics Field Manual. That is the that is what this book is. Yeah. This is the Leadership Leadership Strategy and Tactics Field Manual. That's what the book is. That's what I called the book. There you go. Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. Yeah. That, what are we going to name the book? Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. Done. Uh, Jocko White Tea. What are we going to call it? Oh, we're going to call it White Tea. Are we going to call it like ancient whatever? No, we're calling it Jocko White yeah. Tea. Yes. So then you try this and it comes out T-shirt club. All right, bro. See? And it, here's the thing. I mean, you, you didn't have to say it like that. You did, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you are correct. If I tried to pull a Jocko, I'm not Jocko. Straight up. Uh, now, it, now you're making me feel bad for beating the defenseless child. Hey, you're going to feel how you're going to feel. You know. But nonetheless, like it is a club. It is for T-shirts. You get a shirt every week. Unique. You can get discipline. You can a shirt every week? No, sorry. When it's, oh, okay, I, I sorry. meant to say right. unique, <laughs> and I said week. I, I meant month. Every cool. month you get a shirt. They're, they're different than the discipline equals freedom, except for except they do have hints and flavors of discipline equals freedom in that one. Anyway, they're just a little bit different, a bit cooler, a little bit, a few more layers on each one. Mm. Anyway, if you want to check it out, it's a good one. Um, yeah, T-shirt club on jockostore.com. You can get some of that Warrior Kid soap there too. Yes, sir. From Irish Oaks Ranch. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. We also got some other podcasts Jocko Unraveling, which used to be called The Thread. We got the Grounded Podcast, which we should have just recorded when we were talking with Dean Lish. Yeah. Uh, Warrior Kid Podcast. I know. I, oh, I know. YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to see Echo Charles's. Um, Expressing himself through the through the visual medium of video, and believe me, he is definitely doing that as as to the extreme in many cases. Some cases, in some cases, exploring people's patience to watch <laughs> CGI. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's a good, yes, I I do it technically. I do. Explore people's patience. Okay, a good way to put it. And I'm the, the assistant way. director, by the way, and all these things, which is more important. I got a got an album called Psychological Warfare. Um, it's an iTunes album. You can listen to me, kind of just pulling you through some maybe scenarios of weakness that you might be having, might be having, and also this the book Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual is also available as an album. That's we 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 wanted you to be able to use it for an alarm or. Just be able to press play. So that's on wherever you find your MP3s. And then don't forget about Dakota Myers got flipsidecanvas.com selling a bunch of cool stuff to hang on your wall that will keep you on the path. Books, got a bunch of books. Obviously, Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. This is the new version. This, you can get it. I think if you order ASAP, you can get it for the holiday season. Give the gift of discipline. No, I shouldn't say it like that. Give the gift of discipline. There we go. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Give the gift of discipline. <laughs> See, you could have made a cool advertisement like that. Okay. You didn't do nothing. Uh, uh, no. Could have been explosions there. Uh, About Face by Hackworth. 
leadership strategy and tactics field manual, the code, the evaluation, the protocols, way of the warrior kid four is also out, another field manual. And that's sort of like the operating manual for a kid. You can get that, you better order that ASAP if that's gonna come for the Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, what the only thing better than giving the gift of discipline to yourself or your friends is giving the gift of discipline to a kid. Putting them on the right path. That's the way the Warrior Kid 4 field manual. There's also Warrior, Way the Warrior Kid 1, 2, and 3. There's also Mike and the Dragons. There's also Extreme Ownership and the Dichotomy of Leadership. We have Echelon Front, which is a leadership consultancy. We solve problems through leadership. Go to echelonfront.com if you want that. We have EF Online, which is totally revamped. We're doing live Q&As. We got a forum on there. We got leadership primers. We got immediate action drills. We got all kinds of things, and I'm on there all the time answering questions. So is the rest of the Echelon Front team. If you want to come check that out, efonline.com. We got the muster coming in 2021. Phoenix, March 3rd and 4th. Orlando, Florida, May 25th and 26th. And Las Vegas, October 28th and 29th. Check extremeownership.com. We're almost through with this COVID crap. The vaccine's here. These things, we didn't do any last year. We canceled all of them, so everyone's gonna come this year. They're gonna sell out. Come and get it. EF Overwatch, if you need executive leadership inside your company, then go to efoverwatch.com. And if you wanna help service members, active and retired, if you wanna help their families, if you wanna help Gold Star families, then check out Mark Lee's mom. She's got a charity organization. If you wanna donate or you wanna get involved, go to americasmightywarriors.org. And if you just if you just feel the need to suffer, if that's what you're feeling, well, we can offer you that suffering. If you need if you need more of my repressive rants, or you need more of Echo's perplexing pontifications, and you certainly got your share of those today. But if you want more, you can connect with us on the interwebs, on Twitter, on Instagram, which is just so Echo knows what I'm talking about. He calls it the Gram, and on Facebook. Echo is at Echo Charles, and I am at Jocko Willink. And thanks to all the folks out there in uniform that are protecting the free world. We are able to do what we do because of what you do. And thanks to police and law enforcement and firefighters and paramedics and EMTs and dispatchers and correctional officers and Border Patrol and Secret Service and all first responders, your daily life is a sacrifice to keep us safe and secure here at home. And we thank you. And to everyone else out there, We all want freedom. Of course, we all want freedom. Freedom is the most fundamental desire for human beings to be able to do what we want to do, to have control over our own destiny. We want to be free. But freedom, true freedom, only comes from discipline. So get yourself on the path Get yourself on the path to health, the path to happiness, the path to success, the path to freedom. And that path is the path of discipline. It is the way of discipline. Get on it and get after it. Discipline equals freedom. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko. Out.